0: Recording now.
1: Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Skates to Throats podcast. This is January 11, 2020. We're here. It's a new year. I, I am talking on a podcast as the intro. Uh, we threw you off of that decade. We got we had some great shows and uh, great things to talk about. If you haven't checked that one out, definitely go back before you listen to this one. And listen to the three hours of great content that we gave you last week. But uh, now I want to take this time to introduce my co-host, Dakota LaShoc.
0: Go ahead and say hello oh. to the good... What is going on, my good people? You caught me mid-yawn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's why <what laughs> I tried to do. Stretching.
0: Yep, uh stretching out, getting ready to go. What's going on, guys? It's been a good week for hockey. It's been a wacky week for hockey. Uh, Flyers beat the Caps, that's nuts. But uh, I'm going to toss it over to... Are the boy Keegan here.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to do a little in, in, in introduction to this man. This guy has a super awesome fade in his Xbox profile picture. He has a team on NHL 20. He is the man that, if you listen to last week's podcast, was totally on. <laughs> Keegan Costello. Say hello to the good and maybe reintroduction and tell a little bit about yourself in case people are like three hours of fucking shows is way too long
3: <laughs> all right so i really liked it better when you slept through the first part
1: um uh, so- <laughs> uh...
3: <laughs> what's going on guys i'm keegan you know i was here for our last show and i loved it apparently they liked me too they invited me back so i guess i'm here now uh you know with uh with the way the ranger season is going i can't claim them so i have to stick with my My old school Hartford Whalers. And, uh, you know, we just won't talk about how the Rangers are doing this year, at least while I'm here. I'll leave every time it gets brought up. No big deal. (laughs) Um, I'm from, you know, I'm a Connecticut native. I'm always here. I've I've been a fan of hockey all my life, whether I could skate or not. You know, I'm always there. I'm a Jersey fiend. I'm clapping my hands because I'm just so excited just to be here to get ready to get into the show because we got a lot of good stuff lined up for you guys.
1: So uh, right off the bat, I got to talk about Yale University in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) So I worked in Connecticut, right? That's New Haven area. You're a Connecticut uh, native?
3: Yeah, I'm actually, I'm on the other side of the state, but I still know that area pretty well.
1: Okay. So I'm downtown. I'm working with the school district. I'm downtown and uh, everything's going great. It's a real beautiful city nice downtown area especially around the campus uh four blocks away (laughs) it's like one of the scariest places i've ever been in my entire life so i guess the question is like have you been to downtown new haven like maybe a little outside of campus
3: oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) you know and, and for me you know i understand like if you're not from that area there are certain spots you just don't go just like New York City, just like any sort of big city. If if you're not from that area, you don't go there. Me, I'm <laughs> dumb. I don't even think when I'm walking. Sure enough, I'm walking into these areas not thinking, because I'm hungry. I'm looking for some good food. And where's all the best food? It's in those areas. So you'll leave with a full belly and an empty wallet because somebody jacked it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I oh, remember
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was unloading computer hardware at a school, and I just heard like nine shots go off. And uh, because of the world we live in, and this was even I, – i was probably like 10 years ago. My first thought was like, is there a school shooting? And they are like, oh, no, that's just this neighborhood. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> at least you I
3: know, know where what? I'm at. <laughs> it's funny because you know that happens around me, and you're just like, oh, hey, somebody's shitting <laughs> up? What? what, what? <laughs> you know, like our, our first thought is never like, hey, is that fireworks? Hey, is that a school shooting? No, it's always like, yo, who's getting shot? <laughs> Well, and my, it's not my, even like you hide you know you're just like oh hey where's it popping off
1: <laughs> yeah I, I guess my reaction was uh you know you're directly i was directly behind a school loading computers you're like oh is this is about to get really sad which i'm I mean, sure it did for someone there was a man. there was a there was a there was a lot of shit um so outside of connecticut and their terrible uh taxation i'm surprised that you're can afford to eat there uh Let's
3: well, get who said this. anything about that? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you don't. You don't go to a spot that charges tax on the food, all right? You're going to a little food truck. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they're licensed or not, you still know it's good. I
1: was. Just, I'm just taxation in general in Connecticut's kind of like the worst in the world. I feel like that has a lot to do with Vincent Man. I feel like you guys. Oh my god. Are the real problem with Vincent Kennedy.
3: Someone needs
1: to make a stand.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm recording this in a cardboard box right now, so I don't even have a floor to stand on in that situation.
1: (laughs) Oh, Okay. All right, so we we bullshitted enough. I guess we'll get into this and go straight into some bullshit, which are these garbage All-Star jerseys. Everyone here agrees that these are terrible, right?
0: They look like something you went on the boardwalk from, like, a shitty part of the boardwalk. (laughs) Like, they're... uh, (laughs) They're like the off the off-brand games where you know you have to like toss a ring into a circle and if you win you get this shitty looking almost soccer looking they look like fucking soccer jerseys and they're stupid and I hate them. You know, I'm
3: looking at it and I feel like they really went for like an ugly ugly Christmas sweater vibe, you know? It just like I could totally see where you're coming from with this this boardwalk t-shirt. Like I feel like some guy is sitting in a back room He's got a fan blowing on him because it's so hot, and he's just screen printing these shirts like custom nothing's. It's it's terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean they. It's like they went and they were like, "All right, we're gonna need you to take all these different logos and make it look like St. Louis Blues jerseys because we're playing in St. Louis." And that's literally all they did. <laughs> they were like, "It's like
0: them. when you open up the Wish <laughs> app." and you have so many things that you just get for free, that's what they look like. They look like <laughs> one of the things on the first page of Wish that you get for free. You just have you to look, pay, like, the $1. fifty for shipping.
1: Yeah, it's like when you look up, like, the Wayne Gretzky, you, like, you look up, like, a Wayne Gretzky t-shirt, and it's just some Wayne Gretzky deviant art photo <laughs> pasted on top
0: of a Haynes. <laughs> <kind of> anime <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> anime
3: <laughs> it's still got the watermark from the website all <laughs> over it.
0: Yes. Yeah. that's DocPhotos.com. Now, someone on Reddit posted a really good thing. They uh, they photoshopped the My Chemical Romance band from the Black Parade uh, video and put them in those jerseys. And it was the, I laughed at it for five solid minutes because it was funny as shit. So, I mean, I, I don't
1: know. I, I I don't know how you feel as a fan, but they also if the jersey, if the logo color didn't work perfectly, they changed it. So like the Devil's logo is completely different. The uh, Flyers logo is like an alternate colored. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I hate it. Um, The Rangers logo doesn't have any red in it, which is like fucking baffling. Uh, Original (laughs) six team just getting shit on there, which I was surprised by. I'm not not that I'm a huge Rangers fan, but kind of getting shit on. Uh,
2: But (laughs) let's (laughs) put the Chicago.
3: I mean, Chicago put a black and white logo, or a black and gray logo on a black and gray jersey like it just it it slides right into the jersey it's it's terrible at least some of the other ones have a little bit of color to make it pop
1: i i don't feel bad for chicago and i'll say this because they also did their own black and white jersey outside of this series
0: earlier in the year and it was also terrible um, um fair fair <laughs> yeah these, these things just look stupid man like uh, i i I don't know, man. It was like you were saying earlier this week. They need to go back to, like, the old-style jerseys. Like, fucking kick it old school for the All-Star game. Who gives a shit? At least it'll look cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of what I was getting at, what I always thought looked cool, is when they just had the giant NHL shield in the front, and they just did different colors. Like, different color schemes for, you know, west and east. Um. And then you can just put the team patch on, you know, the right side and whoever your alternate captain or your alternate or your captain is you put that on you know, or you put that on the left side. Uh, I think that looks a whole of a, uh, like a hell of a lot better. The only one of these jerseys that look like kind of acceptable to me is the Penguins because it's like a weird mustard yellow
0: color. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> uh, they're awful.
0: Yeah, these are these are not good looking jerseys. Um, I don't know why the NHL, when they posted it, they were they were like the fire symbols because I looked at them. I'm like, what? No, no, no. These are practice jerseys. These aren't the real jerseys. Come on now. You're not you're not going to do this to me. But sure enough, they're the real jerseys. And, you know, they're probably charging two hundred dollars a pop for these things when really they got them made for like three dollars and ninety four cents.
3: You know, NHL's talking about, oh, fire, fire, fire. These are fire. No, the only thing that is fire is the dumpster that these things are going to be burning in. Yeah,
0: yeah they're uh, they're hot shit. They're hot garbage.
1: <laughs> I mean, I did I didn't like the last U.S. Olympic jerseys, and I didn't like the last couple All-Star jerseys, but this is like an atrocity. <laughs> this is like beer league level yeah it's <laughs> jerseys if i was adidas i'd be like dude you can't you can't roll this we're, out yeah we're
0: not we're not putting our name on that we're gonna we're gonna take them back to china where they were printed and they could put their shitty off off-brand logo on there
3: some uh, 13 or 14 year old kid did a create a club in nhl 20 and he only had this logo unlocked and he only had a few colors and this is what we got this is it's it's a mess
1: and like i said i think the the My biggest problem with it is they didn't even keep the original team's patch. So, like, why go out of the way to make that the centerpiece of the jersey?
0: The only one that looks normal is Toronto and fucking Tampa Bay, but that's because their color scheme fits (laughs) with what these jerseys are.
1: Like, the Avalanches look weird. Winnipeg's looks completely fucked. Uh, Nashville's also looks weird. Anything with, like, multicolored, like... (laughs)
2: Like the, the Minnesota
0: Wild one looks depressing. Yeah, <laughs> like... it looks like actual Minnesota in the wintertime. <laughs> <Just laughs> depressing. And then you got the freaking coyotes, which is like a weird purple color. <laughs> it's stupid.
1: All right. Any more comments before we move on to our next subject on how yes, they're, they're stupid?
0: Are. I hate them. I wish they'd go away, but they're not going to.
1: Yeah, I I think if we had a hall of shit on this. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Here we go. Hall of shit. shit. First entry.
1: <laughs> First entry. These <laughs> fucking all star jerseys. All right, uh, so let's get into some something kind of cool. And I know you're a big fan, so I'm gonna
0: let you kick this one off a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. The, yeah, we're gonna talk you. about uh, Mr. Max You uh, ready? Yeah, oh, yeah uh, Max Maxie's got 44 points. He's playing good. He's not fucking around this season, man. Uh, you guys know we've—I uh, think we talked about him in the Canadians Bruins rivalry series when he was on the receiving end of a fucking monstrous hit by Zdeno Chara. Uh, he pretty much he, he, he pretty much Scott Stevens him. Uh, it was—it was not good, but clearly not a big thing anymore. Ever since he's gotten to the Golden Knights, he's just been that whole team. Like God, dude, that whole team is just great. Um. So obviously this guy is, you know, he's he's leading the team and good for him. He's a hell of a player and he deserves it at this point in his career. He's been in the league almost as long as Claude Giroux has, so you know it's it's good on him. I I hope he keeps it up.
1: Leave it to you to bring up Captain Touch Butt Cheeks
0: right off the rip. Oh yeah, you know (laughs) I'm gonna bring up Giroux every time I get a chance.
1: (laughs) Keegan, do you have any thoughts on Mac? Max Pacioretty uh, having his best season, actually, um, since coming in the league. I'm pretty sure he's going to surpass anything he did with the Canadians, which is kind of crazy.
3: Well, honestly, I feel like, you know, he went to when he went to Las Vegas. He really changed how he played to fit that team. You know, he was he he became more physical where he needed to be. And he really was going after um, the puck a lot more than he was. Back, you know, before he was traded. So now that he's with them, I think he's really kind of been more. More player focused with the uh, Golden Knights than ever before. And it is it shows that that's all he needed to do was just calm down, get ready, play the puck instead of trying to, you know, be some tough guy, you know, hot shot.
1: yeah and i agree with you i think that um mark stone being an addition they've kind of clicked together and they look really really well together and Vegas has uh started to look like a little bit of a scary team coming out of december whereas before i was a little suspect on them but now um they've looked really really great uh did you guys also see that mark andre flurry uh interview that they did recently where he's still talking about the loss of his father and uh really feel for that guy. He seems like he's going through a tough time, but he's been able to keep it up on the ice while we're talking about, uh, the biggest golden Knights. Uh, any thoughts on that?
0: I mean, he's the flower, man. This guy, fuck, probably one of the best goalies of, I would say the modern era. I mean, I mean, there's a reason, there's a reason he has cups. He, there's a reason he has those rings. You know, this guy, he, he, he's going to battle. And, uh, I think we brought it up on the show that he didn't, I don't think Pittsburgh quite appreciated what they had, when they had him. Cause I know people were quick to boo him and, you know, you know, turn around him, say Pittsburgh lost one game. Whereas Vegas, I, he, again, he is the highest selling Jersey in Vegas. <laughs> you know, people, they, they appreciate him for his game. You know, they stand with him no matter what. Um, so, you know, that whole city is behind him no matter what he does. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just going to keep doing what he does. And that's the flower, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it
3: last week, you know, him skipping the uh, the All-Star game. And, you know, like I was saying, you know, what do they get out of it? What do they get out of it? With his father passing away as recently as it was, I think he really did need that time off. And, you know, oh, you know, you'll catch a one game ban. Okay. Fucking (laughs) what, you know, who cares? You know, I think he really did need that time to really just collect himself. I mean, we've all been in that situation except we didn't play in the NHL. So we know how hard it was for us. Imagine having the pressure of being part of a a national sports team and having that, you know, right on your mind. Do you think you're going to play as well as you should be? No, I need to take a little time off. I can't, I, I can't fault him at all. And I, I feel really bad for the guy. It, it, it It's a terrible time. Um, and hopefully, he's, you know, hopefully gets through it and goes back to really just
1: being Mark. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And to bring it up for everyone, uh, all of the New Jersey fans out there, at least, Nico Heischer ended the game with two goals. Miles Wood had a goal. Nikita Gusev had a goal. Blake Coleman had a goal. But most
0: importantly,
1: the New Jersey Devils beat the. Washington Capitals
0: 5-1. Yeah, that really kind of takes the wind out of my sails for the Flyers beating them. <laughs> yeah, <'cause I> felt <laughs> what is special? Are? and then the fucking devils beat them. I'm like, fuck, man, they're just having a bad skid. They're just on a skid. <laughs>
1: so I will say this in the first two periods, P.K. Subban played like old P.K. Subban, and it really did change the defense. Um, Jesper Boquist being back was great, and Blake Coleman was also on a tear, uh, and Nico has just he's been incredible this season. He's not getting as much love as he probably should for an all-star contender. Uh, if I had to pick someone as an all-star on this team, uh, it would be him over call Paul Mary. Paul Mary is the one who got voted in, but I also think he might get traded, which is something maybe we can talk about. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to go into trade rumors now or we can hit it down the line, but, um, Nico has been the one consistent thing. He had two goals, looked great. Um, and no one could guard him. It, like, it, the other thing that's a little, you know, with Washington, they're 30-11-5. So they're, they're still right there at the very tippy-tippy top, uh, regardless of the two losses they, they've they taken. I actually think they're kind of just chilling and resting, uh, leading into the All-Star break myself. Um, and a lot of the goals that happened to Holtby was because the the defense kind of seemed like they checked out. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens is in the rest, but uh, any thoughts on this recent, uh, this recent event of flyers and devils, both beating the number one team in the metropolitan, which is the Washington capitals.
0: I don't know, man felt more special when the flyers did it. So, I mean, I was listening to that game at where people heard me going bananas when they fucking won uh, flyers just kept the pressure on in the whole game, which uh, seems to be the thing to do. I mean, the, they looked unbalanced. They looked sloppy, and yeah, maybe they are checking out because it's close to the All Star break. Who knows? Um, I don't know. It felt special to me because Flyers snapped a four game skid, even though they did just lose to Tampa Bay tonight, but it, they lost one nothing. So, you know, it was, it was good to them to uh, kind of stop that. They they seem to be clicking more defensively as of late, which is which is a good thing because um, they're. They're right there in the uh, ooh, excuse me, they're right there in the mix for the uh, wild card. So I mean, if they can keep it up, you know, it'd be good for them to go to the playoffs. So unless they have to play Pittsburgh, in which case it's it's fucked.
1: <laughs> you have to believe in Hart versus Yari. I
0: do. I always believe in Connor. To- young
1: Goldsinger should be of hot should be better than uh, than Yari, right? But Yari's been fucking phenomenal. The past yeah, exactly. Minutes, it's so. Pittsburgh. You know, <laughs> Sid, the
0: kid's gonna fucking show up and fucking wipe the ice with him. Yes, yes, sir. Keegan, what are what are your thoughts about
1: the this this uh, shocking news of the Devils beating the Washington Capitals five to one, and 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 also, you know, Flyers beating them? Kinda.
3: I mean. All I could say is congratulations because it's not like my Rangers are doing anything. So I can't even talk smack. I was about to. And then, you know, the end of the second period hit for the Rangers Blues game. And I had to stop myself because I give it to them To, to go 5 1 on the Capitals, especially in the form that they're in currently. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is getting Jesper Boquist back, and then uh, you know Jack Hughes. He's still at home resting, and it, obviously, I I think he probably could have went, but they're protecting him as much as they can. Um, they don't want this guy to get seriously injured in his rookie season on a team that's not. I don't not want in playoff contention. Not good, but not in playoff contention because I think the Devils could have been a lot better than they they have they were at the beginning of the season, which they've kind of showed. Uh, being able to keep up with teams um, and beating some good teams like the Bruins and the Capitals, and uh, I think that the Devils-Rangers series is done. They went two and two this year, so um, it's not like they've it, recently. They've played better, we'll say that. Mackenzie Blackwood has been a saint. The defense still looks terrible. Um, it looked better tonight, but also PK Subin played out of his mind. If you watch some of the penalty kills that they put him on. Uh, was actually impressive tonight. He had one kind of fluky turnover while going for a slap shot, which just kind of happens with the way he plays. But outside of that, he looked super solid. Um, Yeah, it was a good game for the Devils. I will say, uh, while we're talking about the Devils, and we're on this, I guess, uh, I will say the Rangers beat the Devils pretty handedly. The defense was absolutely terrible. McKenzie Blackwood had... Absolutely no help, but Igor was the surprise of this thing in net for the Rangers in the third period because I for for second there it was five to three, and the Devils had some very high percentage shots. Um and he stonewalled them. So uh let's let's pass this over to Keegan so we can talk a little bit about his uh recently called up goaltender. So Igor there
3: uh watching him in the AHL. He was impressive. Absolutely impressive. And the Wolf Pack alone, they're a powerhouse. I mean, the stats might not reflect it, but when you see these guys play, they play really well together. They're strong. They're great. They just played Charlotte uh, Friday, actually. I think they went, um, I want to say 6-3 on them. And it was, you know, they had Antoine Forsberg in net, And now Huska's getting some time in there. But Igor, Igor is a monster. I still would like to see him spend a little bit more time just kind of feeling it out. Him being in the NHL, though, it, it's, it's a dead given. He's, he's going to be in there for quite a while. I don't think he'll you know, have to get dragged out of the net like Lundquist, Lundquist will, but he is a monster. And I think once he settles down and really sees, like, boom, this is what I'm doing, and the Rangers get some defenders that can actually sit there and, and work with him, he's he's going to be unstoppable.
1: Yeah, and, and by no means do you have an easy night. I think the Devils put on 50 shots, and and like I said, in the third period, a lot of those were high-percentage shots. And obviously, they pressed and things went by the wayside, but for a second there, I thought uh, that game could have easily went to overtime if you put an average goaltender in there, so he definitely showed out. It's good showing for him, for sure, so good for the Rangers, so oh. Oh yeah, big time.
3: He yeah, he faced about 49 shots and to to let 3 in out of that 49. I can't I I give him nothing but props.
1: So let's let's talk about a little let's let's head up north. <laughs> way way up north to a a little team called the Atlanta Flames. I I'm just kidding. Calgary Flames. <laughs> um they sign Rasmus Anderson. To a six-year, twenty-seven point three million dollar contract extension, the twenty-three year old native of Sweden has three goals, nine assists, and thirty-three penalty minutes in forty-four games for Calgary this season. His second full season with the NHL club, the six-foot-one, two hundred fourteen-pound defender selected by the Flames in the second round of the two thousand fifteen NHL Draft, totaled twelve goals and forty-nine assists in one hundred and ten games over his first two pro seasons with. Stockton of the AHL he also played
0: in the 2018 AHL all-star game I mean that's just future building man uh obviously he's clicking with his team um you know Calgary is a team that's kind of been I don't I don't want to say inconsistent this year They're just, they just they aren't what they were last season um that being said he is a hell of a defenseman um he's gonna get it he'll get in there he'll get in your face uh he's not afraid to hit he he plays the puck he's a solid player um so I can see why they want to lock him down uh you know they're number one in the wild card right now so which is crazy because you like uh, we talk so much on this show about the last time that Canada had like any consistent playoff history and i mean if this season keeps up you're gonna have edmonton calgary vancouver maybe winnipeg all all viable playoff contenders which is crazy um so it's 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 a crazy season i know calgary fans are uh they're excited about this guy so you know this this seems to be a good move for them also i found out the last time that uh Sorry, uh, sorry to cut you off. I remembered uh I had this fact. The last time I think Canada or uh what was it? Was it Edmonton and Winnipeg or was one of the two uh two teams were like tied for contention. I think it was Vancouver and Winnipeg was like 1990. So this is this is pretty nuts. They're both pretty much dead nuts. Completely tied. Uh they're both at 24 and 17 with four overtime losses. It's it's crazy how tied they are. Um, Vancouver has a little bit better of a goal differential. Uh, so it's just, it, it's it's good to see, as much as I hate the Winnipeg Jets, because they're always going to be the Atlanta Thrashers <laughs> to me. So um, it's good to see these Canadian teams playing so well, and I hope they continue to keep playing well. Dakota basically
1: like, I hate them because we ain't them.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the they Winnipeg hate us because we ain't us.
1: <laughs> um. Hey, all jokes aside, Keegan, how do you feel about this contract? And then I'll get my thoughts after.
3: So, I don't know how to feel about the contract the contract itself. But with Anderson, he, I really think he can back it up. You know, I'll look back down to his time uh, in the OHL with the Barry Colts. And at one point, he was leading the back end. 12 goals, 52 assists, 64 points. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> right. And I get it. It's the OHL. You know, it's it's a different level. I got that. But that was his first year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you can't, nuts. You can't look at that and be yeah. like, wow, okay. You know, did he kind of slide off here and there? Sure, absolutely. And I think uh, the last year he was with them, they were uh, Bobby Orr finalists. You know, they didn't win the Easter Conference, but they have got they've got four championships alone. They were a finalist that last year and then when he got moved up to Stockton, Stockton didn't do much. You know, they're a very away-sided team, but for for that contract for him, I mean, does he deserve it? I really think he does. But I again, I'm not I'm not 100% on how I feel about that contract just yet.
1: Yeah, so my big thing about this contract is when you look around the league and you see some monster defensemen in Quinn Hughes and Kael McCarr, this kind of sets the bar <laughs> for what they're going to get paid, which is going to be outrageous amounts of money. Um, the Devils did this; they signed. I think you have to do this, and and Edmonton, I think, did a really good job of like when they locked out those uh locked up like Taylor Hall and and uh Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and a bunch of their first overall draft picks i think for like 6 million a piece that was very smart at the time <sighs> you're now you're stuck you're stuck with this guy <laughs> regardless uh pretty early in his career doesn't mean he's not going to pan out i think he's having a pretty decent season but you look around the league and I think there's some better defensemen that make a lot less money than what he's making i think that would be the only thing i would fire off but he's still developing so it's one of those things could be completely wrong on um but the one thing that i think i will be right on is like when you start talking
0: no no you're cut out
2: Well, that's all right
3: I guess yep. we didn't want to hear about that anyway. Oh, is he
0: back? Yep. He is yes, back. Yes, yes, <laughs>
1: uh no, sorry. We have some bad weather here in Georgia, by the way. Tornadoes.
0: Yes, we did. Yeah. So um
1: no, so what I was gonna say is uh w- when you look at that contract overall, the thing that scares me the most is when you have players like uh Kel McCarr and Quinn Hughes out there. Whatever that six-year extension is going to look like is going to be absolutely nuts. And also the Flames uh, cap space is not the best in the league. It's not terrible. They're not, like, right up against the cap like some other teams. But, yeah, this saves them on on that. And uh, I need to look on what line he plays on, but... Their defense is a little better than people give it credit to, and they've also gotten some pretty good goaltending this year, uh, especially the last month or so, which I think is uh, equated to them with their first in the wild card, right? I think that's what you said? Yeah, yep, first in wild card. Uh, So there's that. So how do you guys feel about talking about, uh, you know, Some coaching changes in the NHL. You know what?
0: You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave this to you to talk about, seeing as how it was your former head coach who's now, for some god awful reason, coaching the Nashville Predators. In case you didn't hear, Peter Laviolette, who I'm a big fan of. He was a he was a good coach for the Flyers. You know, I'm always I'm always gonna stand behind my Flyers coaches. Uh, He was fired from Nashville under really like I. I don't I don't understand why. I mean, they're not that far removed from winning the Stanley Cup. Um, and they're by no means a terrible team this season. Like, they're kind of middling, but fuck, everyone has a middling season every now and again. Uh, regardless, uh, turns out they didn't like it. Uh, fired him and replaced him with John Hines, who you'll know from the show as the former coach of the New Jersey Devils. The terrible New Jersey Devils who were not winning any games. So I'm gonna pass this to you, Chris. So, what are your thoughts on this, bud? I still. God, it must be that horrible. He cut out again. Um, like we did say, we are experiencing some pretty crazy weather here. So if we cut out, I mean, it's you know, weather is gonna be weather. Um, I'm sure Chris has a bunch to say on this. So as soon as he pops back in, I'm gonna to toss it right back to him.
1: Hi, uh, I think I I think I'm back. Yeah. Back? Hey, there okay. you are. <laughs> hey,
0: welcome back. Right. Um,
1: I might have to have you go through my notes uh, for the rest of the show just because I'm popping in and out to leave. Yeah. Uh, so just heads up. But uh, John Hines, I don't think that he was a bad coach. I was. I was more on the side of uh, most people that bitched about John Hines was zone entry, the way they break out on the power play, which is kind of funny because their coach now is Nazardine, who was the special teams coach. <laughs> so uh they did change it up a little bit heinz i thought was fine i just don't think he was ever really given a full team taylor hall obviously being injured last year um and then the looming taylor hall contract it, to me taylor hall has not played to his full ability this season not even close uh i think he's saving himself because he knows it in the contract year he'll probably turn it on towards the end if especially if uh you know, if, if the Coyotes have a shot at the playoffs, he might start turning the Jets on. Uh, they've looked bad the last two games. Speaking of the Coyotes, but John Hines is a is all around nice guy. He is a player's coach. Seems like the players really like him. Um, I don't have as many problems with John Hines as other Devils fans did. I don't. I'm I'm not the guy that thinks that necessarily you change you make you make a coaching change and automatically that makes your team better. Um, but for Nashville. That, that should actually be the case because they've made what they haven't not made the playoffs in what six or seven years. And they're here kind of looming at being outside of the playoffs. So bringing someone new in makes sense for them before the uh, because of the change of pace. But by the time the Devils made this coaching change, this was just a, a safe face type deal for Ray Shiro because he got criticized for not firing the Pittsburgh Penguins coach. Previously, when he was a GM, um, I I don't think the Devils could have been saved regardless because their defense is kind of bad and McKinsey Blackwood really didn't turn it on towards until the, the end of November. Um, and if Corey Schneider would have been what they thought he was going to be, maybe we'd be having a different conversation now. But that wasn't the case. Uh, but John H- John Hines by no means is a bad coach, and neither is Peter Laviolette. I think he'll land somewhere. Uh, but I think yeah, that's this sure. is also a good hire for the uh for the preds. I, I don't think this is a bad hire. But it's definitely just to me it's a change of pace. And they've actually I think they what they've won their last two games.
0: Uh you? yes, I think so. So I mean fuck, maybe I could be wrong, maybe I'm an asshole. I probably am. Um I it, well, just, no, it I mean, if, seemed if like a back weird, to, Yeah.
1: If if you go back to our old podcast, Sean definitely fucking hates. <laughs> So (laughs) here's some hatred. Mine has always been more of I think it was a team composition and the fact that Corey Snyder wasn't the Corey Snyder that they thought they were getting.
0: Fair enough. And while we're on the subject of where you think uh old Laviolette's gonna end up, what do you think's uh who do you think's a possible team that uh he could he can land on? See I'm thinking like I don't know, I wanna say San Jose, but I don't know. Because, um, again, he is a great coach. He's a playoff-caliber coach. Uh, so I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on where you think, old oh, LaViolette's going to end up.
1: Well, Keegan, go ahead and you uh, take reins on this entire situation first, and then I'll, I'll give my answer. All right, well,
3: going to LaViolette, y- you are completely right. He is definitely a playoff-caliber coach. I mean... His first five years, I think he made the playoffs each time, if if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he is definitely one of those coaches that can really make a team and get him there. However, this is also, I believe, the third team that him and McCarthy have been fired from together. Fair enough, I I could be wrong on that. But he's... (sighs) I don't I, I don't know who he would go to. If anything, I feel like he would be probably moved down into the AHL and worked more as a development player or a development coach, trying to get one of those teams that would really, you know, to really look at players and see what they can do and make some pushes in the AHL. I mean, the NHL, he's definitely a great coach, absolutely, but I don't I don't see any team really looking at him right now and being like, that's who we need in the NHL. I could totally see him going down to the AHL. And getting some Calder Cups. Absolutely. I just I I really don't know. I, I can't see him going anywhere in the NHL because it's if he gets hired, there's that worry that he's gonna bring McCarthy. And I don't I don't see any team that's really gonna be like, this hasn't worked out. You know, I don't I don't feel them picking that up. However, the the Heinz acquisition was a great choice by Nashville. I mean, I have a soft spot for him because believe it was 2004 usa got a gold under him um but i I really do see him going into the ahl and doing something because he was he was relatively great in the ahl uh he coached providence when they won the calder cup i believe in uh 98 99 and uh, they had a 56 15 you know he 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 blew it out of the water 15 and 4 playoff record ahl coach of the year for that year he he's He's top quality AHL, in my opinion. I just don't
0: see him going anywhere in the NHL. Fair enough, fair enough. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion, honestly.
1: <laughs> I, I I will say this about him: at least he's like one of the only coaches that's fired because like the team just fired you because the fans are pissed off, as opposed to I don't know, maybe physically or mentally abusing people or doing drunken rants and random bars. Yeah. So no, yeah.
0: that's totally so, fine. That's yeah, totally still <laughs> fuck my bad talk. I still hate that asshole. I hate that. ass clown. I ass-clan.
1: still think uh, a coach that we, we haven't talked about Pete DeBoer looking up with Ray Shiro. I think that might be a return to the devils for him. I I'm still not convinced that's not going to happen, um, which will be interesting. I think the devils will be a younger, faster team. And I think Nashville will do well under John Hines. I think he's actually a good coach and he might be a long-term coach for them, at least for the next couple of years. Um and I'm still not convinced that they're not going to make the playoffs. They just have too much talent to to not get there towards the end. So, we'll see what happens, but uh John Hines to me not a terrible coach. He took the Devils to the playoffs. The Devils haven't been to the playoffs. Let's be realistic. Outside of some of his coaching and Taylor Hall carrying a team, scoring 97 points, winning the MVP, Devils don't make the playoffs since 2012. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind when you when you talk about John Hines. Uh, and you got to work with what you have. And I think Nazardine's done a good job of ramping that team up, but it's, it's still basically, as P.K. Subban said, it's basically Nazardine's system, but we're doing a different breakout on the on the power play. So... That kind of sums up what's going on in New Jersey, uh, and and Laviolette, I could see him maybe landing in Minnesota if they miss the playoffs. Uh, they they seem like they are a hot gun for
0: making coach changes. Fair point, fair point. Well, without further ado, for uh, I mean, you guys hit it. I mean, personally, I I guess I don't I don't know. I haven't followed Heinz enough to know. I just. I see a team with a losing a losing record like New Jersey's had, and I think okay maybe the coaching's not gelling, so you know maybe this is a thing. But uh, you know I I could be completely off base. So, um, well with that I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over to Canada winning gold at the World Juniors, which is pretty cool. I believe it was a good old rematch of the Summit Series. I think it was Russia versus Canada, and Canada happened to beat them. So. Good on the boys. What do you guys think about that? I mean, this is the future of the NHL you're looking at.
1: Keegan, I'm going to go to you for this first because you seem to be the prospect expert. And then I will uh, toss out all of the uh, devil's prospects that I've been looking at that played for Team Canada.
3: <laughs> I mean, I by no means do I consider myself a prospect expert. However, I do enjoy that lower level of hockey Um, I just feel like there's, there's more of a push to really, really show how much you can do in that, but Canada on fire, you know, and I believe, uh, I think what we're looking at right now is that dude from Drummondville, right? Uh, Dawson Mercer, that right winger, yeah, he was actually, he's pretty good, um,
1: he he was incredible, backed up by some very very good defense for that Canadian team, especially in the uh, in that final game against Russia. In my right. opinion, at least,
3: you know he was he's he's a uh, he's very strong. He can play offensively, but he can also fall back and play defensively as well. And I really feel like the fans love him, coaches love working with him. I really think he's going to go really far in the NHL. I really do.
0: I mean, shit, 18 goals, 24 assists and 26 games. That's huh, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's almost that's Yeah.
2: He's that's he's definitely doing really good. He's,
3: yeah. he's 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 like I said, he's a fan favorite. Coaches love working with the guy. He's 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 a great player. And I mean, I think you 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 basically if you pick this one, because this guy, you, you really want to talk about Dawson Mercer, right? When he was in the queue. Yeah. I mean, you know, let me let me pull up his, uh, let me pull up before that. Because I know he played on a smaller team before that, and he, before he entered the queue. And I, let me see if I can pull some stats on that. Because I, I feel like he was really good back then too, back before this. And now that he's on this world level stage, like, w- what are you going to say? You know, hey, I won a world junior championship. Boom. Right there. That sets you up for success in the future to be on a winning team like that. Even if you're the worst guy on the winning team. Hey, you're a winner. (laughs) You know, a doctor's still a doctor, whether he graduates with an A or a D. And I mean, he's not one of those D level players. You know, he's definitely up there in the top ones. But give me a second on this guy so I can actually formulate a thought.
0: Yeah, totally. Sure. Um, Sure. I'll I'll talk
1: about uh, I'll talk about some of the devil's prospects if, if you're good with that on Team Canada. Um, and one big one, because he came off the the, the Taylor Hall trade, which was uh, Kevin Ball, um, who was out in Arizona. That was the big piece that kind of was holding up that trade for a while. He played great, uh, played absolutely incredible. Ty Smith is another one that played absolutely incredible. Both two defensemen that will probably be coming back. or I, I, I'm going to assume that they're going to be hopefully long-term doubles if they, if they continue to play the way they have. Uh, Smith is going back to Spokane, continuing his season as WHL captain of the Chiefs, where he has 17, uh, 17 points, I think, in 21 games or something. And uh, Ball is going to return to Ottawa, in the 67s, um, where he's also played really, really well. So it's uh, it's interesting. I like the fact that the Devils made a trade for a prospect that is that Zidino Chara build. They haven't had a big defensive defenseman in a long time and and i wouldn't even consider scott stevens a big defensive defenseman he's just a nightmare uh that yeah it's should... just a hard-hitting asshole <laughs> that man's a, that man's a demon <laughs> yeah <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't come from normal seed uh no, he <laughs> broke eric Lindros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he broke he a lot completely of completely broke him
1: <laughs> uh all of that aside i think that uh like ball looking at him and the juniors specifically he does look like Ray Shiro knows what the fuck he's doing when he makes these trades and, and he definitely you could see why Arizona was so hesitant to make that move. And hopefully that pays off for the Devils. I think the Russian squad was a better team and they got outplayed in my opinion. But yeah, it's one of those things. Russia had a three one, three one lead and then uh Canada scored three unanswered goals. It was it was nuts. I mean, it's a great game. If you haven't seen it, I know not everyone watches the juniors, but definitely something to go tune into for sure.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the same team that Alexis Lafreniere is playing on? Was he a part of this team? So he was a,
1: he was early on, and then he got injured. So okay, I yeah, I know he, he got like,
0: injured, but uh, uh, he was also uh, he was also a big name player before he got injured. Um, and I know he is eligible for this twenty twenty draft, so I mean depending Correct. on how healthy he is, that that's that's gonna be a force to be reckoned with too.
1: For sure. And then Vancouver, if you look at it, like Quinn Hughes technically could have got sent down to play juniors, and so could Jack Hughes. And I think the Devils should actually send Jack Hughes down to play in the USA. I don't think it would have hurt him at all. Would have saved time on this contract and probably also uh, saved him from the recent out of injuries. He's kind of going through playing for a bad team. It would have been a good experience for him. Um, those are two that I think if they were on Team USA, that's a complete... That turns that team around in a different way where they would have performed perform, performed a little better. Sorry, I couldn't get that out, but yeah. For sure, for sure.
3: So, uh, with, with Dawson Mercer going back, I mean... With the team, with the games he played in Canada uh, for the World Juniors, I really wish he kind of had a little bit more time to shine. I mean, he played all seven games, but walked away with a minus one altogether. You know, but if you look at him going back into the queue, like you were saying, it, the, the dude is a monster, uh, absolutely monster. And I mean, it, depending on how far you want to go back, because you know, he he's you know he is new, so we don't have a lot to look at. However, I believe uh if you want to go back and you want to look at some ridiculousness, <laughs> you want to look at his Bantam AAA 24 games, 42 goals, 26 assists. Jeez.
0: That's, yeah, that's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, that is that is absolutely ridiculous. Then he went to uh Bishop's College Prep, you know, he he, he is what he is when he was there. I mean, last last uh season, 11 11 games, 6 goals, 6 assists. So I'll give it to him. You know, he was there. He he definitely, you know, didn't shine out too much, but he was there. But once he jumped into the queue, his first season in the queue wasn't that great. And then he came right back, 2018-2019 season, 68 games, 30 goals, 34 assists for 64 points. And then to come right back, 26 games, 18 goals, 24 assists, 42 points. He's showing off in the queue, and he's showing off hard. And once he comes to the NHL, I really feel like he's going to He's going to take a little bit to adjust and get ready, but I I think he'll be a he'll be a strong player. Uh,
1: what what were your thoughts about the uh with Ty Smith and and Kevin Ball um uh, playing back there on defense? Did is there anything that stood out to you or do you have any thoughts on those players?
3: Uh with Ty Smith himself um <clears throat> let me pull up I had my notes set up and now I feel dumb because I closed it out on accident. <laughs>
0: So good, man. Yeah,
3: you know, hey, fucking amateur out hey, here. Hey, man. fuck it.
1: Fuck it. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I think I, I, I and Dakota knows this because he was on some of the pre-shows where, we were watching, where I was watching these uh, preseason games. At times, Ty Smith looked like an incredible player. And other times, he looked like he clearly wasn't an age already, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think that he has the potential to be that Eric Carlson type uh, player on the power play. I'm still very suspect about him and his own end uh, in the NHL because he, he got kind of bullied in the preseason. Um, but you, like like I said, you watch more, uh, it, well, as you've talked, well, you've obviously been talking about it, but you watch more uh, minor league than I do um, and definitely like juniors. So I was kind of curious if you've seen him play more, honestly.
3: With, uh, with Ty Smith, when he was in the WHL, he was, a, he was a monster. He was a force to be reckoned with in Spokane, and um, I'm 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 actually excited with him, you know, being over there because he was picked. He was picked for uh, by by New Jersey, obviously. And I'm I I really want him to get out there and do something. I mean, being 19 years old and being a defender. And he's, he's small. I mean, he's, he's five eleven. It's for a men. I, I would expect you to be a little bit bigger, but you know, he holds his own. He, he really does. And with Spokane, he's really, he's out there and he's making a difference. Absolutely. Um, the 2018, 2019 season wasn't that great for him. Uh, but overall, I, I think he's going to be a good addition. I think he just needs to settle down and get ready, you know, cause he's in the show now or he's going to be in the show and he needs to, he needs to be ready for that.
1: I'm kind of glad that they're letting him season a little bit, especially, you know, obviously doing the international tournament that we're talking about now. Um, He's a great skater. I think he's a, a good leader and he's very smart with where he passes the puck. I just need, I need him to just stand behind Andy green and figure out how to play defenseman as a five foot 11 player. Like you said, Uh, (laughs) make sure Ovechkin doesn't get to that dumbass spot. Because when I, if you go back and watch those preseason games, he got exposed a little bit, Uh, but you know, he's 19 and can't everyone be Kel McCarr or Quinn Hughes coming straight up. So hopefully he turns into something. I think he's going to be a great player, honestly. Um, But also I thought Severson was going to be a great player. And he has, severely made me very depressed this season
0: absolutely absolutely and with that we're going to move over to our next topic which is the deadline for yes or no for the nhl participation in the winter olympics and i'm going to go out and i'm going to i'm going to start by saying i want nhl players to be able to play in the olympics if they choose i think it's fucking stupid that they don't that the you know because uh you know it's not a there's not a good TV deal or whatever. You're not going to let your players play. It's fucking horseshit. If, t- if your player wants to represent his team, fucking let him do it. Um, you know, I we're past that age where, sadly, it's you're not going to get another miracle on ice team. It's just the game's changed. Uh, it's it's a faster game. It's a tougher game. So they have until late August. Uh, I believe this year want to say it's this year to say yes or no. So, I mean, I, I really, I really want to, I, I really hope it's a, it's going to be a yes, because I think any person who wants to represent their country and play in the Olympics, if they're good enough, should at least have that opportunity. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts on this?
3: Well, being, being the soccer fan that I am, I I love to see players go out and play for their national team. And to see the way the NHL is having it right now, y- you got to let them go. If they get picked and they want to go, you got to let them go. Yeah. Absolutely. But to sit there and say, oh, well, we need to know. If you don't tell us, then, you know, oh, well, no, no. If if they want to wait, no, let them go. Let them go. If they, if they want to call up literally the day before and be like, Hey, listen. Uh, I know you got me and you want me for this game. However, you know, put Huska in. I'm I'm going. You, you got to let him do it. It's it's the it's the NHL. It's it's not like because in soccer you got the Premier League, but those teams are also playing in the Champions League, and they're playing you know they're playing all over. They have different games, different schedules, different rosters. You know, it's you got to let these guys go and do what they want to do when it comes to the international circuit. Because yeah, the NHL is the show. However. It's the international level. That is that is such a a bigger thing for them. That's their their home country pride. You know, you gotta let them do it.
0: Exactly, man. I want like, fuck, if Claude Giroux wants to go play for Canada, man. Fucking let him play for it. You know, it's it's stupid. Like, I've never agreed with the reason that they that they wouldn't let them go. And I, I like from what I heard, it was something to do with like a like a television issue, or they were gonna miss so and so many games and it's just like you know again this is like every person's dream to be able to represent their own country in a sport that they've spent so much damn time playing you know if you get that chance to win gold for your country fucking do it man it's it's just asinine that that the nhl wouldn't let them do it so hopefully they'll come to their senses this year chris what are your thoughts on this
1: I mean, my thoughts when you look at a player like Alexander Ovechkin, who says, I'm not going to play the all-star game, generally there is this break where they would be playing the Olympics, right? Yeah. Um, And if you're not going to let him go play for a gold medal, something that's going to add to his resume and maybe his Hall of Fame credentials as one of the greatest players on ice, I think that's a really shitty thing to do to expect him to show up to an all-star game that means nothing. Because basically they're exactly. treating the Olympics like they mean nothing. Um, and just recently, this was back in November, Bettman basically came out and said uh, it was a meeting with a, he had a meeting with the IHF. He was like, there's no news to report. I don't want to sound like a broken record on the subject, but I think going to the Olympics is a challenge for us. I know the players love representing their countries. I know the players like going. I know the players that don't like having a break in the middle of the season – but from our standpoint, we have found going to the Olympics to be incredibly disruptive to our season. And you know what that, that sounds like? Sounds that like sounds... A fucking team problem is what it. Yeah,
0: sounds it like. sounds like uh, we don't really like letting them go, so they can't make us money. That's yeah. what that sounds like.
1: And and the the NHL, the other thing is that international game, the international games that they do are not at the same level as the olympics it's not played on international ice it's played on nhl scale ice which changes the game uh, quite a bit because the ice is not as wide open and and you're not gonna see some of the players that you would see in different scenarios i i just think it's uh it's really shitty it, and then like to double down on people having to show up for the all-star game when you're Basically, saying the Olympics don't matter because you're in the NHL, um, you should show up to the All-Star Game, which is a game that doesn't matter, and then punishing people like a game suspension because they don't want to play it. Like I think that's really shitty. Maybe I'm yeah. looking at it wrong. Someone kind of no. talked me out of this because I think the NHL is really sh- fucked on this. Because Yeah,
0: and I know it has stuff to do with their merchandising rights, too. Like, you know, you can't expect... like a Russian national Ovechkin Jersey, you know, like uh, they're going to have problems with merchandising because that player is so associated with the Washington capitals. Like they're going to lose money on it because there's more of the Russian jerseys selling. I think that has a lot to do with it. But to that end, I, I still think it's, it's, it's fucked man. Like, you know, what's one game suspension? Like that whole rule is stupid as fuck. Like you're choosing this player to take time from his schedule To go play in your shitty all-star game. Which, by the way, your jerseys are still shit. At least the Olympics jerseys are kind of cool looking. So maybe you could start there. Um, I just think it's shitty all around. I really want Batman to come to his senses. But if I'm being honest, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's going to be another year where they're like, ah, you know what? Fuck that. We're not going to let them go. Um, I honestly don't think this is a Batman thing, to be honest completely honest
1: with you i think it's just the teams are worried that their players are going to get hurt which is going to affect attendance and nhl has kind of been the same in attendance since 2015 and and they just don't want to risk it like if Connor mcdavid gets hurt playing for team canada like edmonton is like
0: oh
1: or is going to fall off the wayside basically
0: and i feel like it's more of that uh, it's fair, but Batman nuts. still has the final state. He still has the final say in it. Uh, so you know, uh, if yeah. you got players, if I mean, maybe take it up with the Players Association. You know, say, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not an NHL player. I'm just a guy who happens to enjoy watching the Olympics and would enjoy watching NHL players play in the Olympics.
1: I would also love them to feel like the other thing they they did with the Olympics the previous time is they had people like Brian Gianta on the Olympic team. And it's yeah. like if, if, if they can't play, uh, if you can't field an actual team, like at least give us the juniors. Let the junior players play. But the junior players are also dedicated to a team. So in yeah. a lot of cases, even the top junior players weren't able to play. Which makes it even shittier uh, which me points more toward the teams. that are like, we don't want our investments to get hurt, which I understand, but it, you only get a shot at a gold medal, like maybe twice in your career. Most players don't play eight years. Some yeah. players only play five years of their entire career. You know
0: Yeah. But here's the thing. Let's say, let's say they do, you know, they do let NHL players go and, you know, Let's say, like, USA wins a gold medal. You know what that's going to do? That's going to bring more people back into hockey because they see these players as winning a gold medal for their country, which is going to bring interest back into the sport. Like, I know for sure, uh, Georgia's problem with hockey both times was filling seats. You know, unfortunately, there are parts of this country where there's just not as much interest in hockey. And I know Georgia, Alabama, like, Kentucky, like, All these southern states, which the exception of like Tennessee and Carolina, because obviously they have their own NHL teams. Like we just, there's no interest in hockey because it's just not on anybody's radar. But you get a national stage like, like the Olympics that people actually watch, and then you get a team full of professional players who actually go and win it. That's going to bring interest back. Yeah. Or maybe I'm completely off base. I I, again, I don't know. Let's let's like he get answers.
1: We're both getting heated, so let's yeah. let you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right,
3: and I can understand where these coaches and these these organizations—they're like, if one of our guys goes down at that national at that international level, what are we going to do? And I and I understand that. What they sh- what they should do is, you know, and this is going to put a hurting on on all the teams because if they send away their NHL guys, their backups are going to have to go in okay got it so now their backups are in however now we need a backup for that backup now we got to call up the nhl guys the AHL guys are going to have to call up the echl guys and it's just going to go and go and go and you know it's it's a lot of logistics that they're going to have to work out but at the end of the day Batman, what are you doing man let him go like just you know take he doesn't want to take a mid-season break you know it, it it bothers the hell out of me like let them go. It's, Let them play at the once international every, it's level. It's
1: once every four years. It's exactly. Not, like, who cares? No, no hockey fan is going to care because they're just going to watch that. And what you should be doing is maybe figuring out a way to promote, like, an all-star game from Olympics. Like, pick out the best players from the Olympics. Like, there's good ways to market this and, and things that you could do around the Olympics as NHL. But doing this yearly international thing where like not all players are involved and then also saying if you're not a professional player, you can go. But if you're drafted, you can't go. Uh, Yeah, whatever. So like Russia is going to be the best team.
3: Yeah, (laughs) let let them call the Continental League. Be like, hey, here's here's a week contract. Just come play for our team for a week. Done. Boom. Handled.
1: I mean, it's not it's not like it's the worst case scenario to pull up your prospects for a week to play to see how they're going to play at that level either. Even if you had to replace some of your star players, I think it's uh, I, I don't know. I I fucking hate that Olympic rule. Hey, look, the NBA, the NBA sends their players. Why are you not sending your players that that's the real question? The same thing could happen in the NBA as the NHL you should look at it the same exact way and if anything watching uh Team USA smoke the rest of the world is is a good thing for the NBA
0: for sure absolutely so i mean that's <laughs> it's i don't know it's just something i'm very heated on i don't i just it's something i've never agreed with like it's it's dumb to me um but with that i'm going to move away from that we're going to talk a player that I have a soft spot in my heart for. We all know this. We've talked about him before on this show. He's a former thrasher. So, I mean, I've got that got that love in my heart for him. Ilya Kovalchuk, which, fun story, he got his first goal for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. It was an OT winner. So, you know what? Good for him. God, I'm glad he found his game, at least for this one game. Because, um, again, have a soft spot in my heart for the guy. So, um, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, old... Oh, I guess I can't call him old Ilya Kovalchuk now since, God, he's been in the league forever. I mean, I didn't
1: know that he would be allowed to play for the Canadiens as a forward because he's, like, above the average height. <laughs> all, <laughs> all jokes aside, um, I think it's great. I think that he likes playing for Montreal. He's kind of turned his game on. That first game he had specifically... He played very hard defensively, um, was looking for shots on net. I think he had a really good game, and it's great to see him get an overtime winner, man. I love Kolachuk. He was our our hope and savior here in Atlanta. Yeah, him and uh, the heater, Danny Heatley.
0: Fucking <laughs> Danny Heatley. God, I forgot about Danny Heatley.
1: Um there's one thing you talk about ownership you just look at atlanta for ways not to do a franchise that would yeah be
0: twice something we had two we chances a podcast and we blew it.
1: yeah we should do a podcast on that one day but uh yeah I, I i hope that he does well um shea weber my biggest worry with him is their defense and shea weber is still playing like 25 minutes and i i don't think that's a hold up and they're asking a whole hell of a lot out of Carey Price, but at least they got some additional goal scoring. And uh, if you think Kolvachuk can't still score, score, like watch his last two Olympic runs. Like the guy's fucking great. He's he's just not going to be the player that he was in I don't know 2012 with the Devils, or two, maybe even going back further with uh with the uh, Thrashers, obviously. He is
0: 36 or 37 after all. So, yeah, you're, he's, uh, he's kind of getting, getting what you're getting. Like, you know, it, it it automatically dates a player when you say they've, they, they played for the Thrashers because there's only like, I don't know, maybe three of them total left in the league. I know we got Bufflin, who's who's kind of on the fence. He's not quite he's not quite out of the league. He's not quite in the league. He's just kind of he's on the bubble. So I mean I, you know you guys know this already I still a lot of love in my heart for Buff. Um he's the only player of that damn Stanley Cup winning Chicago Blackhawks team that I actually cared for. Um
1: so I mean what you got uh, you got Bufflin, you got uh Wheeler, yeah, right? Blake Wheeler, Kovlach Col- and Evander Kane. Yeah. Um, Which, and Evander Kane is a lot acidity. yeah.
0: He's a lot older than I thought he was. I thought he was a kid, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, Vander Kane's been around for a minute. <laughs> Which, speaking of, this will be a nice segue. Uh, well, it looks like Vander Kane's out for the San Jose Sharks with a fractured ankle. So, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty big blow to them. I, I
1: think that's bad news on my part. It's actually uh, Logan Couture who' is out. Oh shit. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, fucking right. So, I so I read that on that. And uh, Keegan, do you have any thoughts thoughts on the last statement? So sorry about the uh, mix up on my notes. that's that's a okay. my. That's a my B.
3: I'm sorry, you you want me to head back to Kovalchuk? or, or are we yeah. talking
0: Colby. Kovalchuk. I mean
3: when you say, you know, he, look at his last, you know, a few Olympic runs, I mean, in 2018, he won MVP, flat out. Like the guy, the guy's good. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see what he does, and you know, looking at the Canadians, I'm excited to see if they move up uh, Andrew Sturtz to work with him. You know, just to kind of kind of learn from him, learn how he plays, see how he does. Because Sturtz is another one of those players that you know he's he's been there, but he just he needs to settle down. He's quick, he's fast, he's ready to go. It's just. He needs to relax for a minute, and I think I think him and Kovalchuk could actually work really well together. They just have to learn how to use each other, and that's even if Sturts gets moved up. And as much as I want to see him get moved up, I <sighs> I, I hurt because I don't think it's going to happen.
1: I think there's 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 this thought that Kovalevich is completely done because of what he did in L. A. But L. A. is kind of a bad team. Um.
2: Who cares and, about L.A.? Well,
1: no. Let's be let's be honest though. I don't think that he clicked with that system at all. Not at all. Um, Absolutely not. And I, I, he obviously didn't click with the coaching staff. And I, I can only relate that to a guy that's played as high of a level as Kolachek has, as as basically saying the coaching was bullshit or not liking what they were asking him to do on the ice, especially because like, what do you get like? He got scratched and instead of going to the game, he went and ate ice cream or something like there, (laughs) There's some things there. I can't wait until like Colacek's done where he can talk about his time with LA. Um, but also fuck (laughs) Sit way as a devil's fan, your real asshole to retire (laughs) and, uh, take away. One of our draft picks was given, was given back to us gracefully, but at the last spot in the draft, um, and you call it circumventing the calf, and he went to a team that circumvented the calf with Jonathan Quick. Like, I have a lot of bitter feelings about Kovachuk, but I also have a lot of happy feelings about Kovachuk as a ex in f Thrashers fan. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. And I did misspeak. It was Logan Sure, on the notes. I, uh, again, not a professional. I am prone to mistakes. So, with that, we will, I will. Okay amend my previous statement as saying they are without their captain Logan Couture who has a fractured ankle and will be out for six weeks which San Jose not so great this season so I mean it's uh, they're not going to do any worse than they have been doing maybe they're not going to do any better than they have been doing either I don't know I haven't been following San Jose as much as uh, as much as some other teams in the NHL maybe you guys have I'm just I don't know not San, Jose not the, uh, San
1: Jose is not getting the San Jose not getting the normal goal skinning uh, goal scoring they get from the back end. Britt Burns and Couture going down. I think he was their top points leader. That's a big hit for them. Not that any I don't think that anyone thought that they were gonna like make a chase to the playoffs. Uh, obviously the coaching change with DeBoer getting fired. It's a uh, it's a weird season for San Jose. Probably gonna be the first time they've missed the playoffs in a I, I mean, I don't have the years lined up in front of me, but they've been there in contention um, and played some good playoff series. And even went to the cup with uh, PDD, as I like to call him, uh, his first year there. So uh, it's surprising how far that team fell. And, you know, Brent Burns is old. People forget about that shit. So eventually his game's going to take a little bit of a decline. I don't necessarily know we're seeing it this year as much as the team is just not as good. Um, as they once were, but Logan Couture going out is going to cause them all sorts of catastrophic problems.
0: I don't know. I think Brett Burns gets his magic from his beard. So as long as he keeps that beard, man, he's going to be golden. It's just self-contained wizard magic in that beard.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like you know, even if you're you know if you're a San Jose fan and the team's doing bad, you can just look at Brett Burns' beard and Joe Thornton's beard and think about all the power that
0: lies within them. Yeah, exactly. They both look equally homeless while being wonderful on the ice. <laughs> like you both they look like someone you would run into at a bus station at three in the morning. Like just kind of hanging out there. Yeah,
2: I feel the craziest thing is when
0: the uh, ice. The craziest
1: thing is when when Joe Thornton smiles through that beard. It's,
0: it's <laughs> terrifying. It is. It's like it'd be weird to see him eating a sandwich because there's just like there's no mouth there. You just see teeth, and it's just like, you know, where's the where's the lips, man? You you don't have any. <laughs> you just got teeth. It's weird, but I got a lot of love in my heart for old Jumbo. Um, God, I don't I don't know how many more seasons he's gonna play either, because he's he's another one who's very much up there, and we've talked about it on the show. He's up there in age. Um, I think ninety seven is when he was drafted yeah 97 so he's he's over 20 years in this uh a, in this hockey league now 23 seasons in the nhl it was nuts
1: i i'm gonna go ahead and uh, and good for pavelski for doing good in dallas and stuff and yeah. i think that you know they have a shot at maybe going deep in the playoffs depending on how well Ben bishop plays which he's been playing lights out lately so good on him um it kind of sucks not seeing those guys together. It really does. <laughs> Am I does. the only one that's like...
2: Yeah, it doesn't you know, feel it doesn't right.
1: It yeah. feels dirty watching it. It's like you switch over to porn when watching a San Jose game now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> okay. weird. It's oh, like you God. continue watching the porn after you're done. You're just like, this just feels wrong. This is like, terrible. Why not I watching watch this, this. The acting's terrible. The lighting's shady at best. I mean... I no don't, one
3: orders a pizza like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Who orders a pizza with a hole in the box? Come on. That's, we all know what's in there. So, uh, it, well, yeah, it feels weird. But, again, Dallas is sitting number two in the friggin' Central Division. 56 points. I mean, they're, they're still, you know, nine points behind St. Louis. But, damn, they're up there. So, good on them. I mean, that's a team started out iffy, but freaking found their footing and just they're running with it.
1: Yeah, well, he's been playing incredible, and I I don't think he's been getting enough love from media, but he's been playing great. And uh, I I think they're going to add one more piece. I'm still on that train. I think they're going to add a score
0: piece. I hope Dallas does go into the playoffs because I know they're going to play the shit out of that Pantera goal song because that is is hands down the best goal song in the NHL. And the fact that they haven't changed it since, what, 98 or the last time they went to the Stanley Cup – all that much better because i'm a huge pantera fan so it's just cool to see that they've never gotten rid of it so i mean that's my piece it's a personal piece so go ahead and uh move along no we're just gonna
2: let
1: you we're just we're just gonna let you die out here oh i was gonna say i'm like how far you would nobody else likes pantera fine geez. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to do Cricket Cricket during Pinter. No, I love Pantera. Um, I mean, kind of. I like two albums. We'll we'll go with that. (laughs) Which two albums? (laughs) At
0: least tell me which two albums you like.
1: Cemetery Gates and Far Beyond the Driven. Far Beyond the Driven being my favorite. Uh, five Minutes Alone, probably my favorite Pantera song. Look at that, getting the music podcast right here in the middle of the NHL podcast. Okay,
0: well, Cemetery Gates is not the actual name of the album. That is a vulgar display of power. Oh, oh yeah, with a, with, a,
1: with a punch <laughs> yeah. to the face. I'm going to have you know, a music F- supplement. The, the song yeah. is on. The song is on there. Yeah, also, I know. Like,
0: um, the only reason I say that is because um, it was their first album, Cowboys from Hell, which is where the hook for the – dallas stars goal song came from it was a discarded piece of music that they wrote during that time uh, again it, it's something that's totally cool that i can relate to hockey so pff, i'm gonna keep going with it but with that we're going to talk about Sidney the adult because according to <laughs> nhl god <laughs> bob mckenzie he is very close to coming back uh we don't know when No idea, no clue when he's gonna come back. He's just gonna fucking come out on the ice one time. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm here." Like there's gonna be no fanfare. He's just gonna come back and just continue eating every player in the NHL until there's none left that will ever challenge him. Um, You know, we've already we've spoken so much about Sidney Crosby. I mean, the guy's one of the best players in the league. You know, he's up there with Ovechkin. You know, this he's gonna keep being good. I don't ever see him like having that injury that he can't come back from. Um, So I, I personally think he's going to come back and just be great because we've seen that before. Um, So what are your guys' thoughts on uh, this injury situation? Do you think he's going to just show up and not tell anybody? I think that'd be pretty cool. He can at this point.
1: Keegan, I'm going to let you go first because I have a hot take on this one.
3: (laughs) You know how I feel about Crosby. Yes, so, I mean, I can't deny his skill, and with where he's at right now, it wouldn't surprise me if he just showed up, you know, at practice, and he was like,
2: where's my jersey?
3: <laughs> where's my jersey? Like, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, well, here's here's a gray one. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> Fuck that. Give me a regular game time jersey. I'm wearing that bitch.
3: And, you know, as much as I may, you know, personally dislike the guy i'm excited to see him get back on there i just i love the announcement the announcement alone was what made me really happy to see that because it's it's like a weatherman hey it's gonna rain it it might rain tomorrow but we don't know but it could rain it's gonna rain at some point in the year
0: all right that's my new nickname for him sid the thunderstorm crosby
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) Crosby's
1: legitimately scaring people by being injured. <laughs> They're like, when's he going to come back? Hopefully he doesn't fall in a bad spot of our schedule. <laughs> well,
3: hopefully we're not uh, playing him when he comes
2: back. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would suck. You know he's going to get a hat trick. He's going to show up. <laughs> uh, I think that he's been really smart. Because originally when we talked about his injury, I don't know, two months ago, it was supposed to be uh, a six-week hernia. He had a hernia surgery with six month or six-week recovery time. It seems like it's been much longer than six weeks. We'll go with that. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to rush back because uh, Guinea Malkin, I think they what they won their last two games. Malkin's uh, just sniping people. And that's the thing that's scary about Sidney Crosby is like that team is the only thing that you can compare them to in sports, in my opinion, is the uh, you know some of the New England Patriot teams where it's like, oh, deck's been up. Oh so this guy died. Okay, cool. We got this other guy. It's fine. No worries.
2: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, Gunsell has is, was a long-term injury. I thought it was going to be a big deal. Malcolm, on the yep. other hand, sent me a tweet and was like, "Fuck that. It's not a big deal."
2: So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they just the call on
2: my
0: back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they beat the Colorado Avalanche tonight or, or was I think that that, that was today, right? In OT or last uh, night? Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I, my NHL app open. I
1: think, I think that was last night. I think that was last night. Um, so they beat them in overtime, which is one of the best teams in the league. Um, and it kind of just, like to me, cements what the dominance of the East kind of is in the Metro in general. Uh, having a very weak team and, and kind of smoking, uh, to me, smoking the Avalanche after watching that game recap minus uh a really some really great plays from nathan mckinnon who's just ridiculous uh yeah i the the big thing here is like it's not (laughs) crosby's coming back after the all-star if crosby comes back before the all-star he'll randomly be voted into the all-star and he'll have to play in the all-star game so the actual (laughs) answer is after the all-star game (laughs) Sidney crosby will be great now, uh, what what I will say is the thing I I didn't expect is how great their goaltending t- goal has been, um, and that's held that team down. So, uh,
0: like I said, best
1: the actual best player on the Penguins. Are we sure it's
2: crowds? Are We sure something's getting on.
0: I'm just imagining someone getting ready to go to the All Star <laughs> Game, like knowing they've made it, they've earned it at this point. And then they just see Sidney Crosby walk in. You just have to hand him your jersey. Just be like, oh, man. I oh, thought I was going this year. <laughs> yeah. Like you're disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. on boats. He hasn't played
1: yeah. in, like, two months. <laughs> yeah. You
0: just see his face and just all the light leaves out of your eyes. And you're just like, oh. Malkin's, right, like, here. super happy about it. He's like, oh, fuck. I'll just go hang out with
1: Golvachuk in Montreal for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on and drink. Just go to the bar and hang out. <laughs> we'll, eat, we'll eat ice cream and
0: not go to practice. <laughs> I'll bring Felcastle up. He's got nachos and both arms like, we're having a weekend, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I do. It's my requisite one time that I have to bring up Phil Kessel in every podcast. It's written into my contract that I made up in my head. <laughs> well, I mean, did he? Didn't he? Did he make the All Star game?
1: That's the real. That's the thing no. we're getting into next. Is on this. He didn't even get voted in by the fans, which is bullshit. I've been throwing, I was throwing Phil Kessel votes, even though he's been playing kind of terrible, just because he's Phil Kessel. Yeah, I don't know where the rest of you guys are, but. I mean, he took no, a, I voted he took shit a out of <laughs> He took a picture with hot dogs in the Stanley Cup because everyone made fun of him for eating hot dogs. That's that's the kind of man we need to run this
0: country. He won an entire stadium free tacos. He should be the president of the NHL. Every night's taco <laughs> night.
3: I, I, I can't <laughs> disagree with that sentiment.
1: <laughs> All right, Here, here's the real this. question. We're getting into this All Star lineup. How the fuck did Jimmy Howard (laughs) make an
0: All Star team? (laughs) I think they just looked at the Detroit Red Wings. They're like, "Oh fuck, we gotta pick someone." (laughs) I guess we'll take the player who's most associated with the Red Wings. So fuck it, Howard.
1: He's 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 facing like 190 shots a night, but like Jimmy Howard is. Terrible season. And I like Jimmy Howard. And uh, I think he's actually a good goaltender. He's played for team USA before. Uh, But this has not been a good year for him. He has two wins, 14 losses, a save average of 5.16, a GAA of 4.04, a save percentage of 88. Um, (laughs) I get voting. (laughs) Not... Not so good. He got voted you know, in over uh over Vasilaski. Like he got I guess they rotate this based on what teams are in the lineup. They're like you gotta get one original six in there, but like bro
0: <laughs> It's like they just looked at him and he's like, I don't wanna go. Come on. The the crazy thing is Vasilaski
1: isn't even wasn't even picked. It's just Curry Price is like her so he's getting put into the game. So, like, Jimmy Howard just straight made the list as the number one goaltender. Well, uh, if if you, if you have to take your bets, go ahead and pick the central, because, like, Howard's got a face against Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon,
0: et cetera. Yeah, that's, it's, gonna be tough. it's not going to go good. Gonna going to see a lot of shitty jerseys moving <laughs> down the ice towards him. <laughs> Which, by the way, I hate to throw it back to our first segment, but how the fuck are we supposed to track the players with the white jerseys on white ice? Like, uh, uh, I'm not going to bring it up again, but it was... God, oh, that's such a stupid idea. Fuck, at least put a pop of color in
1: there. I don't care I what... I hope Pecorine just rips his jersey off and goes, Skins! <laughs> <laughs> you Knowing what to do. He's like,
3: follows.
0: let's do this! <laughs> Game. <I'm a> <laughs> Game <on. laughs> oh, it'd be so great if that's what it evolved into. Players just strip off the white jerseys and they're like, fuck them, we'll play Skins.
1: I think the best way to actually talk about this lineup is to talk about the players
0: that aren't here. Yeah. Number one oh. being Phil Kessel. What <laughs> the fuck, fans? We just talked about it, but what the fuck? <laughs> uh, obviously, Ovechkin. He's like, fuck that shit, I'm
1: out. <laughs> um, real cool story. Uh, <laughs> with Gunsel getting hurt. Not Gunsel getting hurt, a cool story, but Chris Tang, he's hitting his like, sixth All-Star game because they have to ro- rotate in one penguin um for him so he's playing and also Sidney crosby is on this lineup so and i'm looking at this lineup and (laughs) i'm assuming he's going to get replaced with a guinea malkin
0: because um i think you actually sent us 2019s because up at the top here i'm looking at all-star san jose and i'm like wait a minute that's last year's
1: am i I, crazy did i send 2019 i think you did yeah i think think you did
0: we are a very professional podcast. <laughs> We're very nothing good. nothing but the best for our fans. Alright, well, whatever. We shit on Jimmy Howard. <laughs> it
1: turns <laughs> out he's having a terrible season. <laughs> he's having a worse season than the season before. So like well, you know what? <laughs> With numbers like that, I should you guys
3: should have just voted for me. Let's be real.
0: Fuck it. Yeah, we'll send you in there. Get in there. You go oh, ahead and block a shot from Patrick Kane. I mean how it goes.
2: All right, I'm blaming
1: this on NHL because the link to Jimmy Howard took me directly to his year in stats this year thus far. No, it's 2019 All-Star game. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess i be 2020. Damn, son! All so right. you don't drink don't the you worry. All.
0: I got this. Do okay, you? So, <laughs> yeah, I will I'll just I'm going to run down the list. So, for our Atlantic division, you got Tyler Bertuzzi of Detroit, Anthony Duclair from Ottawa, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Huberdeau, which is such a cool fucking last name. I love that last name. Uh, Mitch Marner, obviously, we got another Marner Watch situation going on. Marner, Marner Watch? Austin Matthews, <laughs> David Pastanak, Past himself, Victor Hedman, Shea Weber, Frederick Anderson of Toronto and Net, and Tu Karask behind him. So that's pretty cool. From the Met, we got Matthew Barzal, Kyle Palmieri, Artemi Panarin, Travis Konechny, my boy from Philadelphia, TJ Oshie, John Carlson, Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones, which is fuck yes and Seth Jones. We don't talk enough about Seth Jones on this podcast. I love the guy to death. Um, great defenseman. Love the guy to death. Uh, Chris Letang. Uh, we got Braden Holpe and Tristan Jerry and that's So the f- two great goalies. So that's going to be fun. Um. All right. Let's see. Central. We got Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, uh, Mark Scheifele, Scheifele, Scheifele. I. I. It's probably Schifele. wrong. He, yeah, he plays for just Winnipeg.
1: say just just say it fast like Worcestershire sauce. Yes, no he he, he
0: plays <laughs> for the fake Atlanta Thrashers. Um. So we also he's got, got Tyler.
1: He's a great player. I feel bad that we're... Yeah.
0: I know. I don't mean to shit on you. Shifley is a great on the player. Fact. Yes, I'm just shitting on the fact that your team used to be a better team. Well, maybe not better, but more below <laughs> like, By By
1: what <laughs> fucking... By yes, what level more they a better team. <laughs> by,
0: by the amount of love that I have in my heart.
1: I was going to say by distance to the stadium, yes. because it's not by, like, playoff <laughs> appearances or, yes. like... Fucking good players. Like I love the thrashers, but by no means am I gonna look at that Winnipeg
0: team and be like, oh
1: shit, you guys suck compared to the thrashers.
0: Like They're not the Thrashers, and I'm not I'm not I no, I just I can't. I can't love the I can't love the Jets. But I digress. We also have Tyler Sagan, <laughs> Eric Stahl, Roman Yossi, Alex Petrangelo, Jordan Bennington, and Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> B- 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 fucking I'm Winnipeg. Up
1: Fucking Hallibuck. Winnipeg
0: with these damn names. Connor Halibut.
1: say it fast. Halibut. Connor,
2: <laughs> Connor Halibut. I it's, think it's that's Connor. what
0: Winnipeg's doing. Yeah, it's Connor they
2: Hallibuck.
3: know they're not going to be first, so they're just, you know, they're going to be first in the most annoying names to try to pronounce.
0: Yeah, seriously, it's Connor Halibut. I'm calling you Halibut now. You're a fish. Uh,
1: Halibut. He's a he's a great goaltender, dude. He's oh, holding she, that shit yeah. down for that team for Winnipeg. Okay. Well, their defense is kind of garbage without buffling. Uh, yeah,
0: well, <laughs> we, we we go through all <laughs> well, so six know. Six degrees <laughs> of the Atlanta Thrashers, bud. You're bringing it right back. <laughs> all right. And for the Pacific Division, we got Tomas Hurdle. We got Leon Seidel, Anze Kopitar, Connor McDavid, Elias Pedersen, Max Pacioretty. Uh, we got Matthew Kachuk, Mark Giordano. Quinn Hughes, which fuck fuck yeah, dude! Great, good on Quinn Hughes for getting the All Star uh, getting the All Star nod in this first season. That's awesome. We got Jacob Markstrom and Darcy Kemper in net, so we got a got a pretty stacked lineup. No Jimmy Howard, so sorry Jimmy. We uh we shit on you for a lot of reasons, but not for making the all-star team when you really Yo. had no business making the all-star team.
1: <laughs> I'm going to immediately shit on one player on one of these all-star time teams. And I'm probably going to get the for this, but Hurdle is negative <laughs> 17. And he's yeah. a 15% shot percentage. And he's 34 points. I mean, it's Tomas Hurdle, though. He did a between the leg goal like three years ago. Like, what are right. people's well,
0: obsession with this player? He's a third line player on good teams. That's fair. Look, I'm not saying we agree with it. The fans voted him in, so you know what <laughs> you you speak to the people. So I I I give my I he's got my blessing to be in this game. Not that he fucking needs it or my word means dick all to them. But you know what I I I, I don't know. I don't hate hurdle. So. Ian, am I wrong on this being the player that San Jose puts into the
1: to to this to this all star game? You
3: know <laughs> Hurdle would definitely not be my choice, especially for San Jose. <laughs> but they they needed a replacement and they probably went into the locker room and were like, all right guys, what are we gonna do? And everyone was like, Nope. <laughs> and hurdle was probably like well i'll do it guys you know he was that guy he's that guy at work that but you're like uh he's
1: not he's not even the asterisk <laughs> guy though it's not like that they picked logan couture and then he got in is they picked hurdle and he got in. yeah <laughs> so true. it's not like
3: <laughs> true they, I, you they know didn't
1: pick their captain who's leading their <laughs> team in points <laughs> and, oh, well, yeah. and,
2: it's we only
1: need to. One. Like, fuck off. <laughs>
3: like, we we need to call his agent because his agent must have done some wildness behind the scenes to get him there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wheeling and dealing.
1: <laughs> Maybe his agent's the same agent as Logan Tor. And Logan Tor's like, I'm fucking old. I'm not playing that shit, dude. Like, <laughs> like they knew ahead of time. They're like, i going to prop up Tomas Hurtle. Um, Hurtle's a fine player. I think I. Whatever. He did that between the legs goal, and he's just been kind of a third-line player, in my opinion. Whatever, he's second on goal scoring on that team, but that team's very bad. So, uh,
0: San Jose fans, you can hit me at,
1: at Chris R. Patton on Twitter.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah, we're going to—I'm going to—you guys, by all means, just lay into him. Um, you can lay into me, too. You know me, i Dakota. I mean, if you're going to lie into me, at least do me the solid of giving me a follow. I just, I want to break ten followers, just once. Just please.
3: Bro, I <laughs> just, just broke give me four, that.
0: what's up? <laughs> hey, you know what? We're moving up in the world. At le- I'm sure at least six of my followers are robots, though.
1: Maybe we've been doing this backwards. Let's talk about the players that we actively think deserve to be here. Jugarask, I think he's had a great season thus far. Um, minus those OT losses, which are kind of terrible. Uh, Pat, uh, the David Pasta. There's no way you can't put him on there. He's top like goal end point scorer at the moment. Uh, yeah, he's unstoppable this season. Bertuzzi is the best player on a very bad Detroit team. And also, he's he's related to... The good Bertuzzi. So we let him pass. <laughs> Victor Hedman, once again, playing like <laughs> 25 to 27 minutes a night. Same thing with Shea Weber. Hard not to put them there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And then Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, there's your other forwards, which. Minor watch. <laughs> minor. Uh, they definitely both deserve to be there. So that's the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, let let me... You guys go through your Atlantic and say which players you think deserve to be there. And well, I will throw Eichel I'm, out there too because he's been carrying the last like, month
0: and a half. The fuckers. God, like, Sorry. I, I missed it. <laughs> Apologies. It's okay. No, I closed out my thing. So I'm like, oh, he's giving his tagline. I guess we're done. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I closed it out. I'll uh, send you. <laughs> no, I got... uh. Yeah, we got good guys there. Frederick Anderson definitely deserves to be there. He's been doing great work for Toronto and NET. Yeah, yeah, dude, there's a reason Toronto just turned on the Jets. And part of it was dumping that piece of just fucking cockface Mike Babcock. I hate that guy so much. So, you know, good on them. Good for Frederick Anderson. He's been doing great. Shea Weber obviously deserves to be there. Um yeah man, I'm 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 with this list pretty much all the way. how do you feel about Duclair over uh Jean Fajot? I don't know. I would thought uh with the I don't know, is uh and now now you're fucking making me god damn it, now I gotta research this shit. <laughs> You're, you're, you're catching me off guard here. I wanted to say Thomas Chabot, but I don't know if he plays forward or if he's a defenseman. I, I mean... Cause he's been having a great season, too, if we're being honest here. No, he's a defenseman, so fuck. This is, this. is I know so much about hockey. <laughs> I mean, I
1: just thought Jean Pajot has had a better season as far as an Ottawa player. If you're going to Anthony Claire, I mean, he's a big name, but Jean Pajot has had a great season. Maybe the scary thought is he's gonna get traded. Um, but he's he, I mean, he's had a career season where he had thirty points, nineteen goals, which is absolutely insane. He had a hattie against the doubles. Um, and he's on a very bad team. He probably actually leads that team in stats. I could be wrong because I don't
0: necessarily keep up with Ottawa, but uh Do you guys hear that be- clicking? I do. I do, I do too, and I don't know if it's me. I think it might be me. Yeah, I'm, I'm wiggling my thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Chris. I just, it, I didn't know if it was, if it was something I was doing or. I feel like you're wiggling your
1: thing at me, dog, well, and I don't appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely not me because I just muted my
3: mic and I was still picking it up.
0: Yeah, I. Oh, well, there it goes. Did we lose Chris? No, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, it's you <laughs> then. That mistake. Like as cool. soon as you started <laughs> talking again, I came right back. I'm like, oh my God, there it is. All right, how about
1: now? Let's go. Let's, let's do this. All right.
0: All right, we're good. All right, so you were saying with Duclair, yes. I uh, again, I don't really follow Ottawa all that much. You know, I I stick with with my core teams. I got the Flyers and I got the the freaking Golden Knights, and then I also occasionally follow the Bruins. Um, that being said, I you know I just I I haven't seen enough of the Senators play to really form an opinion on them. Like I'm more of a metropolitan league. I, the, the better question would be my metropolitan. Uh, my metropolitan agrees or disagrees, but I figure if the fans vote him in, something must be going right. So, Ugh. that's a that's a bad way of figuring, dog. <laughs> yeah, well, I am uh, <laughs> I'm only human, bud. <laughs>
2: I mean, personally, I'm, not-
0: I'm not an Atlantic Division guy. <laughs>
3: Personally, like Victor Hedman's been having a great year. He's a great offensive defenseman on that aspect of it. However, I still feel like uh I still feel like Ryan probably should have went ahead of him. But, you know, hey, it's for the fans. <laughs>
1: Ugh, get out of here with that shit. Victor Hedman yep. plays like twenty hundred minutes a night. <laughs> 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 it's not his fault that Tampa sucked for the first two months. So where the where's that Steven Stamkos money going? <laughs> is <laughs> he at some point? Isn't he supposed to be tucking goals?
0: I mean, it's probably funny? going to trying to keep that freaking stadium cold because they're in Florida. I mean, they got to get air conditioning somehow.
2: If I'm gonna so shit I'm on one player, it's... on
1: <laughs> if we're gonna start shitting on players on Tampa, it's gonna be Steven Stamkos. They're putting in like twelve million dollars. <laughs> Definitely not on the
0: All Star team. <laughs> I I'm just—I'm gonna defer to my my default argument of it's just an off season for him. Yeah. But that being said, he did have a pretty great season last year. So I mean, yeah, was
1: that after like the year before where he was just gone the entire year?
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> needs some time off, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Tucker to be positive
2: here. <laughs>
1: off Sidney Crosby isn't isn't as good.
2: <laughs> yeah, Sidney
0: Crosby's just kicking it at home right now, just waiting. He's like, I'm going to look for the perfect moment to come back in here. I, I, I,
1: Everyone, go back and listen to our previous podcast, in which I just don't like Stephen Stamkos. <laughs> that will <laughs> relate to why Victor Hedman is very deserving of being on the spot.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Alright, so we go to the Metropolitan now, where I will... well I have some things here so uh going to the Met obviously you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Travis Konechny he's my my favorite probably one of my favorite flyers behind Giroux um I'm sure if things didn't happen to Oscar Lindblom the way that they did uh and he continued to have the season that he was he'd be he'd be right up here he might even be here ahead of Konechny uh because he's just as good, if not a slightly better, than me with just puck play, scoring. He's he's a great player. All right, Tammy Panarin, not having the same season that he did last year, all the same, he is probably the best player on the Rangers team right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you, Keegan, because again, I'm not really a Rangers guy. I am more of a Philadelphia guy. So I mean, if you're seeing something. That I'm not seeing with the Rangers, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can defend it a little bit here. Oh, no. No, I I got to agree with you. Panarin
3: overall is probably the best one they got right now. Um, I mean, he's got the best, best shot percentage. He's sitting at 18.2. Um, he's got 61 points, plus minus 21. Yeah. I, I would love to see him be in there with Kreider, you know, or maybe D'Angelo. D'Angelo has been on fire lately, and I am so glad to see that. It's just, yeah, it's 100%. very, it's
1: it's very unfortunate as a Devils fan that he decides to become on fire and get a hat trick.
3: Hey, you know what? That's what you get from being a Devils fan. <laughs> Feels
1: bad. <laughs> Feels bad. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I I am not upset about the Panarin pick. Obviously, um, yeah. I just I I would like to see a few more Rangers in that, but you know, you can't, you can't. You got to go with what you're given.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is very true. But uh, I'm gonna ask you, Chris, what are your thoughts on this Metropolitan Division uh, thing? I, I can, you know, we got Kyle Palmieri, which you had to know that was coming. And is leading the Devils
1: in points. Soon. It should have been McKenzie Blackwood
0: because he's carrying that team on his fucking
1: back right now. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Um, If I had to pick a forward, I would say Nico Heiser. I think he's played out of his mind, um, specifically since Hall left. And the thing about Paul Mary is he is a substitute for Hall. So Hall actually got voted in. Paul Mary is the substitute. And neither of them are players that I would consider the leader of the Devils uh nico heiser's played great um i don't regret that that choice at all uh as far as draft pick and and he's been incredible and he showed it again tonight with two goals against the washington Capitals. so if i personally had to pick someone from the devils i would say uh you know dico that would that would be my pick as far as a individual team of the metro
0: but the the rest of the list is kind of what i thought it would be honestly yeah Yeah, I'm glad. uh, I mean, obviously, we got the two best goalies in the Metropolitan up there. I would have loved to see Carter Hart, but he's not he's not quite there. You know, maybe if he keeps playing the way that he does, I'm sure within the next few seasons, he'll probably be on there. Um, He got screwed by Hayes and Konechny getting hurt. (laughs) Yeah, he really did. Honestly,
1: that's a that's a different team. Uh, when they're both on the ice, and also that schedule you guys had in December was like yeah one of the worst schedules really in the AHL. Fun. Yeah, it was really, a really fun, shitty, Very heavy away schedule against very good teams. So props where props is due. I think uh, maybe he would be a better goaltender with those two players on the ice and not so many away games.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we'll move on to the Central Division. I mean. Regular names you expect to be there. Patrick Kane, obviously this is ninth goddamn all-star game, which just makes me feel old. Cause I remember when they debuted. Um, so it's just nuts. You got Nathan McKinnon on there, obviously good choice for captain. Uh, I mean, the kids lighten it up this season. So good on him. Love that Ryan O'Reilly's there. I like the guys, uh, as a player, uh, Nobody I really uh I really disagree with except for the two assholes with the weird last names cuz that's just you know I mean come on what are you doing Winnipeg uh but the, I'm I'm joking obviously these guys obviously deserve their spot I'm not saying anybody on here doesn't deserve a spot uh I mean central looks like what an all-star team would look like I mean, these are big name players So what do you guys think Yeah
1: and- I think that everyone should be very scared of them just because Patrick Kane and Nathan McKinnon, um, yeah. the break, that's going to be a nuts awesome. combination of over 9,000. You can't really hit in the all-star game. So that would be my, my probable choice to win without some outstanding
0: goaltending. It's probably going to be that team. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, uh, We'll hit up the Pacific Division. Obviously, we've already touched on the fact that. Keegan, tongue, how tongue
1: do how fertile. do you uh, how, Keegan? How do you feel about the the Central?
3: Oh shit!
0: Is yeah, there yeah. anyone here that stands no, out? I got you? it, Dakota. Fuck me. Got it. Cool. Yeah, man. yeah, totally, man. I'm i uh, I'm really on fire. It's you know 11 <laughs> and I'm
3: clear-headed. Nah, I mean with with the Central Division the way it's sitting, I. Pff- this, in in my opinion, this is just standard. This is what I really thought I should be looking at from the Central Division anyway. I mean, let's be real. Patrick Kane, it's his ninth time showing up. I I would be surprised if I didn't see Patrick Kane. If I didn't see McKinnon, I'd, I'd be like, why? What's going on? I mean, all their guys, you, you, got, you only have a few that it's their first time or their second time. Everyone else has been there already, and they've be, still been playing that same level of hockey. So I'm not surprised one bit. By the Central
0: Division. Absolutely, I was like I said. I mean, it's pretty much a snapshot of what you would expect an All-Star team to look like. Like, there's no one that stands out that's just like, "How the fuck are you here?" Um, you know, it, it's a good list, honestly. I agree with it. But with that, now that now that we are here, I will say that. Pacific Division obviously we've already talked about the fact that Tomasz Hertl maybe maybe not so much yeah. but uh looking at the rest of this list I mean yeah I mean it's a pretty solid list I mean I'm glad they got Darcy Kemper in there he's been I mean I get that Arizona's had a couple uh couple of bad games these past few days but uh all in all he's been great this season so I mean I'm I'm Glad he's there, Max Pacioretty. Obviously, we talked about at the beginning of this uh, this episode. Good to see him there. Same with Kachuk. I mean, he's a hell of a player. Uh, Connor McDavid. Obviously, he's the captain. I mean, I, any time you bring up Connor McDavid, you just, he just he is the leader. You look at that guy as a leader because I mean, he's going to be a leader. Connor McJesus. Connor Mc ninety nine point five W EDM <laughs> leaking it with their classic rock station. Uh, yeah, obviously Connor McDavid is there. Good choice. Hanse Kobitar, I mean, best of a shitty team. <laughs> same with, uh, same with Bertuzzi there. He's the best of a bad team. So good on them. Good for fucking Dry Side to be on there too, because you know him and McDavid gel together. So that's going to be, that's going to definitely be a thread. Um, yeah, and it just—it's a good-looking list. So, what are your guys' thoughts? And I'm going to start with you, Keegan, because I almost forgot you the last time.
3: I mean, in my opinion, this is a pretty new team um, when it comes to appearances, so they have a lot to—a lot to prove. Um, Darcy Kumper, absolutely. If I didn't see his name on that list, I would—I I don't know what I would even do. Ride in the Ethan. streets. Right. I mean, I'd be a one-man riot, but, hey, I'd still be rioting. Um, <laughs> Kopitar, McDavid, you know, Peterson. These these guys, they're going to be dominant if they work together. You know, if they if they get teamed up with Hurdle, I'm sorry. You know, I, I feel bad for them. However, you know, if they,
1: <laughs>
3: everybody else, like, the, the team's looking
1: really good. The welcome to the Bust on Tomas Hurdle podcast.
0: <laughs> well, we've already shit on Jimmy Howard, so we might as well make it a shit on bad players night. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm excited to
3: see how Quinn Hughes is going to do. You know, in, Quinn Hughes, I'm I'm really with his first appearance here. I'm I'm hoping he does pretty good, um, but from the Pacific Division. A lot of newer names that throughout the year, I'm like, all right, all right. I can, you know, looking back on their years, I can definitely be like, yeah, this is going to be all right. Um, but most importantly, I'm just glad to see Cooper in there.
0: For sure. And what about you, Chris? I just want to know
1: what forward is going to be on the Coke guitar in the face-off. Because... <laughs> That face-off percentage is going to be like 90 to nothing. <laughs> I guess if he plays Claude, Claude's in the
0: all-star, right? No. Well, the only flyers connect me. Yeah. So, basically, it's going to be
1: Zay completely controlling the puck off the face-off. Um, Elias Peterson's really, really good. That They're going to be a fun team to watch. My pick is still the central. McKinnon, that speed, that second gear he hits when he hits a puck like towards the blue line, it's just sick nasty. I don't know anyone's going to be able to deal with that team. I could be completely wrong, but uh, yeah, Darcy is a great goaltender. I think he deserves to be there. I have, I mean, outside of Hurdle, I don't really have any major qualms with uh, that all-star picking.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, my friends, it is time to move on to a guy that we knew was coming up to do a player highlight. I would say this man is probably the original Ovechkin. I mean, this, this, this was. Like, now, 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 listen. Now, listen. This was the player that everyone compared Ovechkin to. When Ovechkin was just starting out, I mean, we all know you all know the name. This is where our player highlight this week is Mister Sergey Fedorov. Um, one handsome son of a bitch, man. His his Wikipedia picture is. him just chilling like a blazer with a white button up shirt and some blue jeans, just like chilling there. I'm like fuck Be yeah. Very no,
1: careful. I- you're like you're like one statement away from getting banned from NBC and having to hang out with Jeremy Roenick.
0: I'll fucking hang out with Ronick all the damn time. I don't give a shit. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously big time for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh I'm gonna throw it to you, Chris, because this is uh this is that Russian five thing that we've talked about so much on this podcast. Why why do I have to be the leader of Yeah, because you've watched the documentary. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, Sergey freaking Fedorov. so <laughs>
2: you
0: know, obviously
1: a great player and a great pickup by the red wings the the crazy thing about Sergey is the curtain right um, and like we've talked about and I definitely recommend that people go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts specifically around um like uh, the summit series and I, we did a whole hockey versus <laughs> hockey versus russia uh, seg- uh, like multiple seconds right um obviously yeah, three time three time Stanley Cup winner um the red wings were very smart they drafted russian players very high in their drafts sergey being one of the best of them Um, and probably if you, if you look past Ovechkin, maybe one of the best players of all time, as far as Russian players go, um, and and that includes like Pavel Berger, Alexander Beginley, uh, he was drafted in the fourth round, 74th overall. So that's crazy in itself to think about. But once again, if you drafted a Russian player during this time period, he may have never played for your team because you couldn't just go straight to the NHL. Um, And there wasn't like a KHL back then. You just played for the Russian Red Army. So he played for a CSKA Moscow. um, And they did like tour games, like the Goodwill games and, and, and different international games. But until McGinley pulled the trigger of leaving Russia and being snuck out, (laughs) As the defector, which we also have an episode on, and guess you listen to that. Yes, we do. Uh, it was unheard of that a Russian player would actually commit to the NHL. But after that happened, he committed, and he was the leader of what is known as the Russian Five, and they had three Stanley Cup championships. One of the most memorable, um, that uh, probably nineteen ninety six. And then the follow-up after the car accident, unfortunately, took out two of the Russian five. Um, and then lifting the cup on the ice, if I'm not mistaken. Good shit all around. Fedorov, I mean, like, if we're just looking at stats, he's obviously a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you look at it with the Detroit Red Wings. um, he had, let's, we'll start at 96, 39 goals, 30 goals. 97, he was injured. 26, 27, 32, 31 um, in a low-scoring league at that time uh, because of the devil's trap hockey. You're welcome. You're welcome, NHL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he was always a positive player, so that's the other thing to look at. There was one season, 95, 96 season, that he was a plus 49. Uh. <laughs> So the defensive responsibilities is something that you also have to look at. Um, gold medalist, obviously, with the Soviet Union and juniors, and I think World Cup. I think he. I, I know that he actually. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he actually has a uh, Olympic gold medal as well. Great player overall. Known as a great guy.
0: Uh, uh, he has several gold medals, so yeah. he's. Yeah, he's got one from 1989 Sweden, 1990 Switzerland, uh, 1989. Oh, I'm sorry. This is I'm Yeah, look at me being an idiot again. This is a World Championships. Uh, I'm an idiot. No, he has a silver and a bronze for the Olympics. Uh, silver from 1998 Nagano and bronze from 2002 Salt Lake. Uh, yeah, several gonna, gold medals otherwise. Well, the other
1: the the I think the problem that he ran into there is russia was banned for the olympics for a little bit of a time there if i'm not mistaken yes um otherwise that team would have been absolutely demolishing there is a great documentary i've talked about on this podcast before and it's just called the russian five look it up up on amazon i think it's like five or six dollars to buy indoor rent um, and it's well worth watching and seeing the struggles that these players had coming just coming over to America. And, and Sergei um, was one of the best. I, I think McGinley was considered the best, but if you look at their overall careers, uh, Sergei ended up being
0: the best player. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you got to think, like, without players like this, there wouldn't be an Alexander Ovechkin. Like, without players like this busting down that door... There wouldn't be an Ovechkin, and it's crazy because uh, Fedorov played for the Washington Capitals for a time when Ovechkin was on that team. Actually, and I'm just—can you imagine those two playing together? That's got to be nuts. That's got to be a nightmare. Like one of these pictures on Wikipedia, it's just him with a New York Ranger, completely sideways against the boards. <laughs> it's nuts.
1: <laughs> the uh, that that time period reminds me of like. Brett Hull playing with Pavel (laughs) Yeah, It's like completely different mindsets of the game. And Pavel's comment being like, I don't know, they say pass to Brett Hull, he scores. Which he (laughs) did. They won a Stanley Cup. Uh, I love Pavel Datsuk, by the way, as well. Uh, Russian was way... uh, uh, Detroit Red Wings were way ahead of the time of drafting people way late round. uh, Specifically Russian players. Even though they picked up one from the Devils, which is part of the Russian Five, but um they were definitely out of the trend and and sergey was the leader of that team in a lot of ways especially for the other russian players because you know for for the american and canadian boys you got guys the shanahan uh there as well and then later on Lidstrom. but uh for the russian the russian five i think sergey was definitely the leader
0: yeah and piggybacking off what you said i actually have a quote from alexander ovechkin uh speaking about sergey fedorov when the two played together he said he's our leader he's our best guy in the locker room he showed it he's our best guy he has more experience than anybody in this locker room he knows how to play like that he just shows his leadership and you know coming from ovechkin that's that's some serious freaking praise
1: Oh, you mean um, that player that everyone said wasn't a leader until he won a Stanley Cup, and now everyone loves him?
0: Oh well, no. I mean, I've always, I've always respected the shit out of Alexander Ovechkin. I might not have always liked the guy. Yeah, everyone that's not a Washington fan, like, yeah. All right, I'm
1: calling you guys out. Everyone that said that he wasn't a leader in 2010 because he couldn't beat Flurry and and the Penguins. Look at him now. Yeah. You remember he he a Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, he, and he brings he, he a blowtorch said, to games. Yeah, he recently said it in an interview. He's like, What do you think about people when you got picked as picked as captain saying that you weren't a true leader and you didn't really care about the team and he's like, Well, I have a Stanley Cup, so suck it. <laughs>
0: he gave him the D generation <laughs> X answer, just suck it. <laughs> uh yeah, but I mean, obviously this guy a huge name in the ho in in the world of hockey. I mean, he's not only in the hockey hall of fame, he's also in the International Hockey Hall of Fame, which I mean, it, it's nuts. This dude's currently the general manager of uh, uh CSKA Moscow, um, of the KHL. Which I mean is cool. He's gotta be a cool ass manager to play for. Um definitely seems like a he'd be a players guy. Um only fifty years old. He's the same age as fricking. uh Oh my God! Uh, you you know who I'm talking about? He's the other guy we talk about every freaking episode. Uh, God damn, it. mullet man! God, what is his name? He's played for every NHL team. Yarmir Yager. <laughs> yes, Yarmir Yager. He's the same <laughs> you, age. Oh, I'm sorry again. Go, 11 up, 30 go at night. outside and cry. <laughs> I'm you going to mullet man. <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot that. It is 11:30 at night. I'm punchy. You <laughs> know, I'm here. But yes. He is the same age as Yarmir Yager, which is nuts.
1: What an insult.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty bad one. Um, I apologize to everyone out there. You can hit me at Dakota, if you want to yell at me. That's fine. Just all I ask is you also follow me. As I previously said, I would like more followers
1: called um, them you gonna send you a message in the mail. It's like, you called him Mullet Man.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get a fucking telegraph. <laughs> I'm gonna get a telegraph from Yager being like, you call me Mullet Man. You die now. <laughs> and I'm gonna die. He's gonna murder me with a mullet. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, he's also played for the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim when they were that friggin' badass team with the badass logo. Uh, Played for Columbus and, uh, of course, Washington Capitals. And they moved over to the KHL. So So did he
1: play on the same team as Niedermeyer for Anaheim? Because I know him mostly as being... Like, when I think of Sergei Fedorov, I think of him as a a Red Wing. A hundred percent. And that (laughs) Anaheim Ducks team that won the Cup was ridiculously stacked. Outside of this, uh, this,
0: this was Paul Correa's time too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It that was, was like a ridiculously stacked team already, and Niedermeyer left the Devils and went to Anaheim. I'm wondering if it was that the same time period? We <laughs> uh, already had, we talked about this podcast. Yeah, yes. this is uh, 2003
2: yes. to
0: 2005, so
1: so that would have been right after Niedermeyer left, so he would have been in that same that same time period.
0: What a move to make, man. Yeah, like him better. I know you to... hate it, but it's a move, man. That's that's a good move. Uh, so, obviously, uh, you know, he's no longer playing in the NHL at 50 years old. Unlike Yarmir Yager, hashtag mullet man. You can hit me with that Atlas Shock Dakota. I'm patenting that. Um, uh,
1: Yarmir is not playing in the NHL.
0: He's got no. He is, he's trying to get back in the NHL. We... We've been over this. Uh, he's, so he's he seems be- quite happy where he is, you know. Well, he owns his own team. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> so, the general manager of the KHL's main team. So, I mean, he's uh, he's doing pretty good. Well, let's take a little bit of a sidebar. He got
1: fined for not wearing a helmet during pregame skate when he owns his own
0: team. Fuck your pregame <laughs> skate. He was just like, fuck that. Yeah, I have my own team. I don't need to follow your rules. But seriously, Yogs, love you to death. I'm sorry I forgot your name though. (laughs) It happens everyone once in a while. Um But yes. Incredibly important player to the sport of hockey, the modern sport of hockey. Again, you wouldn't have these big name Russian players without this these first Russian the the five Russian players that we first had. Well, without
1: the one, so make sure you go back and listen to that podcast. The defector yes. himself, uh, yes. who had a great ass season, uh, his first year in. So check check that one out. And Keegan, please tell us that you love Fedorov. or maybe you hate him. I don't know. Him and Messier, uh, not not good friends. <laughs> it you seemed know, like they had a little bit of. <laughs> there was
3: definitely uh, there was tension. Definitely growing up because um, I, I, you know, looking back on it now, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, you know, even when he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah, that was a that was a rough time for him. But, you know, growing up in in that 90s era, you know, <laughs> Detroit was a team to beat. And as much as I want to say, you know, I hate him. You know, Mark Messier will always be better. I, I can't. He's he's one of those names that's going to go down, you know, forever. You know, just like you guys are talking, you know, oh, you wouldn't have Ovechka without him. Absolutely, you wouldn't. You know, uh, you, with the, with those guys,
0: <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Have I mean, like. gonna, yeah. You heard the
3: quote from him yourself. I'm going
1: to continue to do that noise. I don't care what Alexander Ovechkin says. I'm going <laughs> to do
3: it. <laughs> 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 let's, let's be real. I mean, you know, you guys hit it. You guys hit it strong. That's why I just sat back because I was like, these guys, are. It, it's like, I can't even argue with it. This is all 100% spot on. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, he finished off in the KHL because, I mean. I enjoy looking at the KHL, you know seeing those older guys in <laughs> these older guys in the KHL, they don't care. <laughs> it's always fun watching them play. I mean his last year in the KHL, he played forty three games, six goals, sixteen assists, twenty two points, not a big time thing, but hey, you know, it is what it is. it you've 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 done your time. you're you are a legend. L e g e n d. Did I spell that right? I hope so. I hope I'm you spelled you... it.
1: Actually, I was paying like close of the attention. <laughs>
3: I, I got Did nothing I re- but respect for Fedorov. I I really I, I really got nothing but respect for him.
2: I mean, um,
1: some of the most fun things with all of the Russian Five in uh, another episode that we have is <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Detroit Red Wing
0: feud, where you get to see the. Well, I guess we'll never get to know what we got to see, but, uh, you know, in this episode, we're just going to keep plugging our old episodes where you guys really, if you're listening to this, go go back and listen to some of these episodes. This his, The history and some of these rivalries and these players, I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. And, you know. Not a lot of these rivalries carry over into this modern game, which kind of unfortunate. Um, You know, I'm I'm that kind of person. I like to see a good rivalry. You know, I like to see a gritty hockey game. I like to see uh, it's stuff I like to see. It's what I grew up loving about hockey. It's what got me into it. Um, So if I could recommend it, I definitely recommend going back to listening to our defector episode. Pretty much any of the hockey versus communism, because you're going to get a lot of the same names um, that we talk about here. You got you got Tikhonov as one of uh, Fedorov's early coaches. He was the coach of, I mean, you guys probably know this, the famous 1980 Miracle on Ice team. That was that was that coach. That was Tikhonov. Uh, you know, if you, if you ever want to learn history about this, go read some of these books. You know, go watch some of these documentaries. It's absolutely nuts to see how these guys were playing back then. Because um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, how Russia played back in the day, kind of indicative of how the NHL is now. You know, they were fast. They were, they, were, they hit hard. They were technical. You know, they worked on stick handling and like passing accuracy. It's all these little things that you're now seeing more of in this modern day that started off back then. So without you know, without without the Russian players, I mean, it wouldn't it be the same game today. And I would definitely say Sergey Fedorov is for sure one of them. So without further ado, I am I, proud proud to welcome the first 2020 edition to the hall of fucking awesome, Mr. Sergey Fedorov. Well, well-deserved, Sergey. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, we can. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to go on a fucking monologue there. <laughs> no, I like the monologue. Um,
1: my power's been fluctuating a little bit here, so I apologize once again. Uh, we have some bad weather in Georgia, so yes, we do. apologies all around for everyone. Um, all of that being said, if you want some really great Sergey stuff, 96 Red Wing Stanley Cup, and then also... Uh, just
0: the few well it appears we lost nope oh, oh, there he is <laughs>
1: the red wings avalanche feud that's that's the one to go listen to that's a good that's all good shit um sergey fedorov definitely deserves to be in the hall of fucking awesome even Absolutely. though I, I
0: i i don't think that i do All right, well, if you're going to keep making that sound, we're going to have a buzzer for every time you make that sound. It's going to be like that little spray bottle you have for cats when they get up on something. They're just going to be like, ah, ah, none of that. Get off there. He is well-deserved in this hall of fucking awesome. Absolutely. Keegan, what are your final thoughts on Mr. Fedorov? Think we missed anything? I mean, honestly,
3: I want a Mighty Ducks of Anaheim jersey.
0: So do I, man. So do fucking I, man. That was such a cool logo. Like you had that Donald Duck with the friggin' hockey mask. Oh, so cool. And I think I had a I think I had a kid's Mighty Ducks of Anaheim jersey when I was a little kid. I remember having one and I don't know what happened to it, but it was such a cool damn thing. You know, in the Hall of Awesome, even though it might not have been.
3: Excuse me. It's the Hall of
0: fucking awesome. We say that on the show. (laughs) Hall of fucking
3: awesome. Absolutely. Even though it wasn't his time. That better be. That better be a picture of him wearing that mighty ducks of Anaheim. Ah no, absolutely. I gotta give it
0: I gotta give him the I gotta give him the Red Wings jersey. Oh, I mean, yeah. Give me both. Give me both. Oh, right, yeah, I'll split it. Just up. He's, because he's a legacy Dears. Red Wings player though.
3: Oh absolutely. He's he's forever and always a Red Wing.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Chris, any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, you guys are being gross talking about the Anaheim ducks. You cannot deny legend. that
0: it was the coolest fucking logo in the NHL for the longest time. No, it wasn't. It was, though, and you're wrong for saying it wasn't. It wasn't. I will fight you. It was <laughs> so cool.
1: Listen, listen here, Adam Banks. I'll run you into the post. <gasps> and then be like, worth it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it was. I will go down defending Watch. that damn logo. Sergey only wears one jersey, and that's the an OG Red Wings jersey um uh,
2: it I deserves
1: try. to be on this list and i'm gonna try to talk about this fucking feud one more time and hopefully <laughs> all of my stuff doesn't die again uh the avalanche detroit red wings feud uh the 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 furious five the fantastic five the detroit five the russian five whatever you want to call them uh <laughs> getting set off by uh mr claude lemieux good shit all around Fedorov was a huge part of that. We have an episode about it. Fedorov, great player, definitely worthy of the Hall of Fucking Awesome. I think that he's in the Hall of Fame already for the NHL,
0: right? Yeah, he's he's in both the NHL Hall of Fame and the International Hall of Fame. Well, I don't trust the NHL anymore after, like, Elias
1: didn't make it first ballot.
0: Hey, look, there's always next year. I'm sure he'll get there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, fucking. As soon as Datsu comes up, he's gonna make it, and I'm gonna get super pissed because they have very similar numbers. But whatever, one of them has three cups and like, right, or two cups. Like, <laughs> now I'm getting mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a true show until Chris gets heated by the end. <laughs> no, all
1: jokes aside, I uh, I had a lot of fun on this podcast. I'm gonna let one of you guys in this. You you guys throw yeah. out whatever you want instead of me doing a. Uh, A
0: good old Henrik shout out. Oh, I got I got something. I got something. Guys have a game ender. Yes. So I'm first going to give a shout out to our boys at Geek Vibes Nation. Anything you guys want to want to look at Geek Vibes wise? um, You know, comic books, movies. You know, friggin' wrestling. Our boy Chris here does a wrestling podcast for them. Uh, Geek Vibes is your one stop one stop shop for all things uh, nerd culture. I am. I'm quite fond of them, uh, so definitely hit them up. I know they're on Facebook. Chris has the exact address. I'm uh, I'm pretty shitty when it comes to remembering names of things, but uh, you can find them on Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure Facebook. Um, you could also find me for the third time tonight at Leshock Dakota on Twitter. Um, go ahead, get on there. You know, agree with me? Disagree with me? Yell at me? I don't care what you do. All I ask is you follow me. And if you like this show and you like the sounds of our voice, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and give us a review, too, because it means a lot to us. I don't care what you say. It just means a lot to us. So I'm going to toss it over to you, Keegan. Why don't you give your outro? All
3: right. Thank you for joining us on Skates of Throats. Again, Dakota, Chris, thank you for having me. It's always going to be a pleasure to be here, regardless of how the Rangers are playing that day.
0: So. <laughs> absolutely bud
3: i do is i do want to say as much as i as much as i hate to say it thank god carolina beat the kings today wearing my whaler green i was very <laughs> happy better, to see that
0: they friggin' better have
3: <laughs> you know again you can catch me on the xbox lolo lolo space keegan k-e-e-g-a-n uh you can catch me on the bird lolo underscore keegan um What a wonderful show. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you guys next
2: time.
0: All right. And that's the way the news goes. (gasps) What?